The Joe Rogan Experience. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Joey Coco Diaz, a.k.a. <laughs> Mad Flavor. What's happening? Tuesday afternoon, off the 101. Has joined the podcast. That's right, along baby. With Brian Redban, the master blaster, Reichel. What's up? And ladies and gentlemen, we are still sponsored by the Fleshlight. Before we even get started, we've got to talk about the rubber vagina that we use on a weekly. I've been using it weekly. Especially weekly, how yeah. many times a week? Double day. I'm up Double to day. twice Dude, a day now. No wonder the fucking thing is falling yeah, his apart. It's falling apart. <laughs> fucking, that tropical hummus juice that's coming out of your helmet's fucking killing that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Plus, I, he's got barnacles on his dick. Yeah, yeah. that's what happens sometimes. Yeah, it's from the rubber burn. <laughs> sometimes you whack off and you leave it on your leg. You wake up the next morning, there's a big red spot like the fucking oil spill. There's like a fucking stain. You know what I'm saying? That's yep. when you know you got to eat more carrots or something. You, <laughs> you got to eat a carrot or a bowl of fucking soup. It was like UFC uh, 114. Everybody's feet were fucking yellow. Did you notice that? Or was it me? What? Everybody, when they pick up their feet, when they were in, like, the guard, their feet were fucking yellow. They got to start eating more oranges after the weigh-in, cocksuckers. Never mind that powdered water drink. Anyway. Their feet are yellow? I don't know what it was. That's weird. Maybe it was a weed you were smoking. Me, tape. You never know. I always look know. at the fighters in the eyes. I never look at their feet. Yeah, I'm not a well, big I'm not looking at their feet. Watcher. I'm just saying they're wrestling. They're in their guard. <laughs> Somebody's punching them. Their feet are up. And I'm like, dog, that guy's got fucking jaundice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you got big fit, foot fetish, don't you? No, I was just thinking about you it. Often talk, <laughs> you often talk about feet a lot. I don't like feet touching me. Like That's why I don't go to jiu-jitsu. Like, if a man's foot touches me, I'll have a fucking heart attack. I really would. Yeah. Like a toenail Dudes get their feet in your face in jujitsu. Oh, That's I just something you have to deal with. Die, Joe and you're sweaty, and their feet are sweaty, oh. and their feet literally are on your face all the time. Last dudes always was, have their feet on my face. I was watching. <laughs> uh, I was watching. Sometimes an old you fight get cut last by night. dudes' toenails. Listen uh. to me. I was watching an old fight last night, and they were going for a heel hook, and I was getting grossed out. Really? Just watching. Just like, watching. I touch his feet. Gotta, like I can never imagine like grabbing Tate's feet. <laughs> like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like getting the fucking Tate with the show nail polish. I'd have a fucking heart attack. So if you were gonna fight. In the octagon, you'd want to wear socks. Oh, like Chuck Liddell at, at Legends. You ever see Chuck Liddell at fucking Ten Planet? That motherfucker got combat boots, socks on. Really? He wears little socks. Like Chuck's a fucking dude like that. I love all that stuff. I wonder why he wears socks. Well, maybe he doesn't want to get his feet funky. The uh, the the mats at Legends sometimes people walk on them. Not I the love old, what more you the guys old do. place. The new place is actually separate. What it's killed much me better. with jujitsu was that they said over at the place, a lot of people show up there at, from work directly. Like they've been working 12 hours. They haven't washed that ass. Right. And they go to jujitsu, dog. If I catch a whiff of ass in my <laughs> face from somebody else, I'm going to be pissed off, Joe. And I can't handle that. You, know you couldn't I'm, handle the north-south position. Some no, dudes. no, I would fucking die. An armpit in my face with yeah. onion in it. I think I called it that position, smell your butt. Oh, that's a horrible Once fucking position to be During the broadcast. Because that's what it is. A guy's basically holding onto your hips, and he's got his ass in your face. And he's holding you down. And it's a fight. And he's allowed to punch Why would you, you want to do this? <laughs> Seriously, man. It's like, like I get nervous uh, when people sit next to me at McDonald's. You know, like, man, there's like another chair right there. Yeah, get away. You know, and you guys are like putting butts in. 
That's feet. the weird thing about jujitsu too, is you you go into like a life and death struggle with some guy you just met five minutes ago. You yeah, know, you're like, "What's up, man? How you doing? You want to yeah. roll? Okay, let's roll. You slap hands, and next thing you know, you're trying to strangle each other. <laughs> what a great sport! That's what's weird it's, when you when, with but that. everyone who does it is cool though. That's the thing is like it, it seems like it would be like kind of a fucked up thing to do. But the people that do it are so friendly and cool, and everyone's been tapped. Everyone's been through the ringer. Everyone knows what it is. Just you, just go out there and do it. So it's even though it seems like it'd be like a douchey thing, it's actually very easy. It's very fun. You know, I it seems like it'd be like a, you know, like you'd be sweating it. But it's just, you just do it. You know, we just you do it for so long. It's just a part of your day. Yeah, but what if you didn't know Joey Diaz and you're like, all right, you and Joey are going to That's do jujitsu today, and I'm sorry about the air conditioner, it's broke and it's 120 degrees. Oh, sometimes here. we have the windows open because it's hot as fuck in there. I've dropped 80 pounds and it's affected my stomach, which means my ball sack are three sizes bigger than the last time you seen it. <laughs> the other day I stumbled. So upon your stomach a somehow was sucking your ball sack well, up it was into the, the pocket. It was taking the effect and sucking. Taking the, the effect, effect of effect. the ball sack, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's if a fucking amusement park. If you got a firecracker here, an explosion here, I'm not gonna look at the fucking firecracker. I'm gonna look at the explosion. So ever since I lost the other day, I stumbled by a mirror. You know, sometimes you walk past the mirror and you're like, "Wow, what happened?" And I looked at my ball sack and I'm like, "Dog, if I ever have, <laughs> I could use it as a colostomy bag. It could double. Like if I, if I ever have a Brock Lesnar, fuck it. Don't put a bag in me. It's fucking gigantic, my balls." <laughs> And my dick still got the size and the and the endurance, but the <laughs> but the ball sack doesn't even have, like I lost like three pounds on the ball sack, which makes the ball sack tighter. It's fucking huge. His balls. I picked the, the dick the, up and pulled it out. Joey Diaz is famous for showing his balls. Famous for showing his balls at the comedy store, showing them on stage, just walking around pulling them out on people because they're ridiculous. They really do like they look like oranges. Like oranges is in an old lady's pantyhose. That's I what it looks like. I could not believe how different they fucking. They're look. fucking giant, man. They're like this giant. Big. Why is it that comics all show always love to show their dicks <laughs> and balls? There's no other profession I think that you like. I didn't. I didn't work at Gateway, and it's like all computer salesmen love ball showing. Hey, look I was, my balls. I was listening to Opie and Anthony the other day, and Louis C.K. was on. He was telling a story about uh, about Jay Moore. That Jay Moore was on an airplane with him once when he was like really young, and Jay Moore goes, "If I pull out my dick, will you spit on it?" And he goes, and he goes from that. He goes, I fucking hated him. He goes, I was so mad. At him. He goes, and I actually like him as a person. He goes, but it was just you fucking fake faggot. <laughs> Put your penis away. It was really funny. But the fucking question's pretty funny too. If I pull out my dick, we spit on it. <laughs> I mean, it might have been even funnier if he just went, yeah, yeah, pull your dick out. You know why is it though? God, comics are fucked up, man. We want to do the most. We want to do the inappropriate thing all the time. That's what it is. The way a guy becomes a comic is all your life people have been telling you, shut up, that's mean, don't say that, you know, you're, you're looking at it the wrong way, and, you know, get a job. That's what everybody tells comics. So once they become actual comics, they just can't wait to do what they're not supposed to do all the time. They just want to pull their dick out all the time. They want to say stupid shit. They want to sing on the airplane. Oh, when Joey that did that was on the weird, PA. man. We Twice. should talk about that because I, that was. I thought we were totally really going illegal. to jail. I thought we were really going to jail. I thought they were setting us up for a minute there too. Yeah, checking <laughs> my luggage. You know what's crazy? Wait, 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 let's explain, explain what happened. Yeah. We were on a plane. We've done this twice. We were on a plane, and Joey says that he's with the band Ten Foot Screws, and he would like to get on the PA. He'd like to get on the PA and sing a song for everybody. <laughs> this is how this is how high we are when we fly. Okay. Uh. I mean, he gets on the fucking PA. One, two, one, two, ladies and gentlemen. And he starts breaking into Notorious B.I.G. But with no swears, and no one knows what to do. 
And there's people like staring at their kids, and they and they announced so it like, confused. "Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we have a short presentation by the band Ten Foot Screws." Yeah, and they just let us do it. And everyone oh. on the plane was we, just sitting there like, "What?" Well, the I shouldn't even say us because if Joey goes to jail, I do not want to go down with you. <laughs> I should not be saying us. Yeah, we Joey. were against it, and we I was totally against you it. You were not against it. You guys are just sitting there like, "What is going on?" Dog? I couldn't believe you. Not only did it there, you did it coming back. Yeah. You did it on two different flights. Yeah. And these are jets. These aren't like propeller planes. This is going after to 9-11. And remember the mother that was sitting next to us? With the kid? And, yeah. they were, and the kid was laughing and yeah, smiling. It was a church camp? And the mom was, yeah, church and, camp. And the, yeah. the girl was like 12, and she's just looking at the camera. Because I'm filming it. She's looking yeah. at the camera like, hee, 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 this is naughty. You know, and you're talking, you're rapping was, over a PA. Mm, that poor kid was loving the chaos, wasn't she? Post 9-11, too. Yeah. Post 9-11. This was like, what was this, 2004 or something like that? 2005? Yeah. You can find it online. What was that? Joe Show. Uh, if you Google <laughs> Joe Show, Joey Diaz Ready to Die. Yeah, that's what it is. Is that it? Is yeah, that the one? Joey Diaz Ready to Die. Google oh it. It's God. on YouTube. That one's genius. Yeah. That's the best it, one. You can also see it in Talking Monkeys in Space, your DVD that's out right now on Amazon. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, That uh, that's in the uh, video you made, right? Right. Yeah. It's called uh, Talking Monkeys in Columbus. It's one of the DVD extras. You Joey can see it in talked there. on the fucking PA on two planes. Not just talk, sang songs. And had, like, stewardesses clapping along and it shit. It was fucking weird. It was weird. That was weird that they let us after 9-11. They just went with it. They just went with How it. How did we even know? How did she know? I don't know, but it was not American Airlines. What was it? Oh. <laughs> the ultimate doom I think um, they should have people do shit like that more often Some girl got on uh, the airplane the other day uh, In Canada, in Air Canada And sang a song <coughs> Like some funny song about your luggage It was pretty funny you know, and she was pretending that she was trying out for Canadian Idol, and everybody gives her a big round of applause. I'm like, oh, come on, really? Is this real chick really going to sing? And she got on the PA and had this little funny song prepared. It was great. It was fun. It made Mixed it more interesting. Here, though. Yeah. What you mean? Does everybody have to be quiet? You know, once you shut your iPad off, it should be anything goes. Bro, yeah. nobody breaks a monotony in a flight like me. One time we were flying, <laughs> and I fought it next to Joe Rogan, one of those fucking Brock Lesnar fights, uh, farts, those four-day fucking protein shake, like the one when you were watching the Antonio Banderas thing that you kept waking up, uh, and you couldn't know if it was a nightmare. I was, was writing, too. While I was writing, he was farting, was and I, was, I put it in the blog. His <laughs> fart was so bad, I had to put it in the blog entry. That was the happy pills. I one. did not miss that because I mean, especially with, <laughs> I, because with Tate, I when do Tate, not miss that. Tate was really big and oh, he yeah. ate protein all the time, and yeah. he was always like a manhandler. Like he'd be like, mm. "Come here, bro!" And, and like, he would Leave fart on you every now and then. And he would like literally torture Tate's me with farts his farts. Were fucking twenty-two times brutal. worse than my. The best fart ever was the one at the bookstore in Houston when I farted, <laughs> and it bounced off the library shelves. And they looked at us on the second floor. Of fucking uh, what was the name of that bookstore in Houston, dog? All of I us. Know what you're talking about? I you remember, remember that you time. were sitting in a chair, like we were reading a magazine. Oh I was my like, god! What the fuck, Joe Diaz? That's still not as good as Tate's at the comedy store in San Diego. The comedy store in La Jolla. He farted in the lobby. Oh, right, right, right. Everybody, it was like somebody lit it on fire. Yeah. People were running from it, man. They yeah. were running from it. Yeah. That was he when we were farted selling shirts. right by the door. Yeah. No, it was yeah, same weekend. He he farted right by the door and oh. like ran towards the bar. His farts had this this. Uh, aroma in the middle of the fart like first you get a hold of the fart that, that soak around you for like four or five seconds then this complete other thing <laughs> would evolve that would just climb into your nose hairs and you had to step out of that fucking zone and then when you came back into that zone you still smelt the fart in a post-mortem type way it was there but not really 
His farts were fucking real. They I don't were know what, ruthless. He real. ate bell. He said he ate bars with a chemical. Malamar. Something. His farts had a better credit rating than me. Oh my god, his farts were fucking thick. Like you could smell the root of the fucking asshole. Like the oh, they're real. Like oh god, they were living right. species. And he would laugh his ass off. He would turn bright red with laughter because part of it was he thought it was funny, and part of it was shame. It was all mixed together with horror because everybody was dying, screaming. I don't care what you say. This part of you, no one's comfortable with smelling that bad. <laughs> you can pretend all you want, man. Yeah. You can cut the kind of farts that this dude would cut. Oh my God, you really never experienced anything like it. It's like, unless you've been around a dude like that, it's like pointless to talk to people about it. But like, yeah, yeah, fart stink, move no, on. No, no, no. No, you don't understand. This is like fucking gas warfare. Yeah. I had two the dude guys. Hurt I you. Had a man. It was like assault him you. And a kid when I was growing up, Franny Basasudo. His family owned the restaurant. <laughs> Just that name. BNS fucking diner. What's his name, Franny? Franny Basasudo. <laughs> he was Basasudo. Puerto Rican and Cuban. His mother made pork chops. Every day, you'd go in there and it'd destroy your fucking stomach. <laughs> but Fernie had the same type of farts as Tate. That's a complete different animal of fart. That fart grabs you. It's just like you have to go home and change your shirt and shit. You know what I'm saying? It sinks into your shirt. Oh, and Tate would just it light would up fuck an airplane. You up, man. He would light up an airplane. You could hear people in like 20 rows back going, Jesus. <laughs> I remember that. You remember that? You can hear it. And you would look back and Tate would have his headphones on, sunglasses on, just a big smile on his face, fucking chewing gum and ripping what? the most horrendous farts known to man. I put his farts up against anyone that's ever lived. Yep. Tough. Okay. The, the fart, yeah. the time with Antonio Banderas. Oh. When I farted, you heard the good. lady go, oh my God. Yeah. Like I put that lady. in the blog. Oh. I put it in the blog. I, I was in the middle of writing and just. I know where I see Joey do this. Just lean away from me a little bit. Just a little lean. And when Joey... I, oh, no. As soon as I realized what he's doing, he's just clearing away. You cartoon just lifting fart. Lifting like up you, an you ass. You actually make the motions and stuff like that. Do oh, you, I, do that, I do that all the time. Oh, especially when I'm by myself. Oh. Yeah. Do I you, mean, not if, unless I want you to know I'm farting. You know, if I'm trying to sneak out a fart and not take the blame for it, right. which I'll do occasionally, have, then I'll just sit still. Have you ever you know, cupped if I your think hand I can get away with it. Oh, yeah, oh, in, in the shower and made Donald yeah. Duck? He's like, no, no, not Donald Duck. I inhaled that fart. There's I'll something put it right to the fucking sleep back no, in mask. It's very satisfying about farting in a pool or a bathtub as well. Oh, yeah, pool. You had that fart at the Irvine Improv, and I thought, you ever get so high, you're on the wall, and you think, like, I was watching you, and I'm like, ain't nobody walking by me, and I cut a fart. <laughs> And also, I turn around, a waitress is coming by with a tray of fucking glasses. And I'm like, poor girls. And they know it's you. Who the fuck? You're the only thing next to a smell of shit in 20 feet. You know what I'm saying? It's 20 feet of yeah, shit in you. Not, that's a terrible feeling when someone oh, walks over. You just, you just didn't plan it out. You thought you were in the, in the solo? Yeah. Oh, they walked Dog, right one time, it. I went to Bob Hope Medical Center, and I, they did an EKG on me. And as they were picking me up, it was a small office. As they were picking me up, a little fart came out of my ass. I just went... <laughs> And the doctor and the nurse just sit there and look at each other. And I got up real quick and blocked them. Let me tell you something. When you fart in a little doctor's office and it kept expanding, it was one of those Tate farts that just kept getting thicker. <laughs> when they know it's you, it's fucking embarrassing. You know the what whole... I think is interesting? The whole, uh, the idea, especially amongst comics, that you're not supposed to talk about farts. That somehow or another farts are like, it's like a cheap laugh. Well, on stage, but I'm like talking about air now. But is it, even, is it even a cheap, I mean, is, is it not a part of how you look at the world? I mean, farts are in there. They're in the mix. I guess, I guess it's like airplanes, though. If, if it's about farts, it's been said. Well, even you know? airplanes. You know, Patton did a joke. Patton Oswalt did a joke on his latest CD about going on JetBlue. It's an airplane joke, and I fucking loved it. It's an airplane joke about how the airplane's like a sky bus now. 
I don't care if it's a subject that's been beaten. I want to hear your take on the subject. I agree. Yeah, and Patton's joke on airplanes was, I mean, and Louis C.K. did one recently on, on Conan, I think, right? No, not on Conan. On, um, who did he do it on? And he did like a whole, was it on Leno? Might have done it on Leno. You know, it's funny, though, is that we were talking about, fart, uh, talking about farts and airplanes, but yet we just got done talking about farting on airplanes. That's fascinating. <laughs> you know, that's like two. <laughs> what is it? What is it? What I was going to say is what is it about like things like farts where like, you know, if you talk about it, it's like a cheap laugh. And a lot of times it is a cheap laugh, like cheap bad laugh. comics. But when it's telling the truth, you know, when it's you like you've talked about farts on stage before and, and had me fucking crying laughing. It's the truth. If anybody smelt one of Tate's farts. You would look at farts completely different, and it wouldn't be a hacky situation. Well, it's it's. I mean, it's still one of those things where you you know. I think a lot of comics are always worried about what other people, especially other comics, think about their material. So they're scared to talk about anything, even if it's something they're really thinking about. If it's like a tired premise, they don't want to talk about it. Even if it's you have your own unique point of view on it, they just don't want to touch on it. But I don't think that's good either, man. I think you give your if you give yourself any restrictions. I mean, you could be dwelling on the dumbest fucking thing in the world, like the most obvious premise. But if you're actually dwelling on it, you should even address the fact that this is obviously a stupid premise. Why am I fucking obsessed with this? But, you know, that's like when you, when you start cutting out subjects and like fucking, you know, like how many comics play to the back of the room? Right. How many comics do comedy instead of for their own like this is their own personal viewpoint. They do it so that other comics will like them, you know. I mean, how many guys remember? Remember in the beginning, <clears throat> open mic days, there were dudes that would only make comics laugh, and a lot of guys they got stuck in this like weird spot where they all their their audience was comics. They would be good at making comics laugh, but regular audience members would just, you know, the comics wanted to see something fucked up. How high are you, Joey? <laughs> you know, you're talking. Joey G has it just kicked in and he sat back. Whenever Joey sits back, let me tell you something. Whenever Joey sits back like this and crosses his fingers on his chest, he's fucking gone. He's gone. He's on another planet right now. No, I went to acupuncture and then got stoned and we smoked that stuff you had and that put me right the fuck over the wall. You know do you saying? worry? Uh, do you ever think about like what you're talking about on stage or do you just do you just write out what you're thinking about? Like, do you ever look at it and go, hmm, maybe this isn't a subject for me. Maybe I shouldn't touch this. There's maybe three subjects I won't touch on stage just because of personal references and I'm a failure for not touching them. Really? You yeah. feel like a failure? For not touching them because I'm letting my emotion get involved on there. What are they? I don't like abortion talk. That's a tough. That's a tough I subject. Don't like, man. Uh, <clears throat> I don't like uh, kids with AIDS and punching kids. Or yeah, I'm not a big animals, fan of that either. You know, Even though I've, I've talked, I've, I've said shocking shit like that before that was mean and funny, but and probably comics, not. Comics, that's a yeah. weakness. Yeah, it's not. It's, I should it's be able to go up and cover every spectrum of life. Right, but maybe you just don't find humor I don't in find that. Humor in it. I don't find humor. I, in I don't want to talk about a rape. I don't ever. I talk about fucking people in the ass and eating ass. I've never mentioned the word rape. <clears throat> you know the word rape makes my fucking neck hair stick up every time. So that's, you know. Yeah, well, then that's just you, though. That's that's me. that's, that's, that's what, just you. There's no, re no reason to touch real. <clears throat> I don't think so, man. I don't think so. I don't think, I think, you know, you talk about what you want to talk about. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, I've fuck talked wants about to dwell on shit on stage. Oh, yeah, gnarly as shit ever. Kidnapping oh, yeah. and mugging. And I, I put it you all You told out the truth there. about going to prison. But. And, I just cannot talk. Being coked up, holding the guy down with a machine gun. <laughs> I can't listen to fucking, you know. No, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's a tricky it's a tricky situation, man. And I have nothing you know against what, who does it. You know what gets me about abortion? Here's what gets me about the abortion subject. It's like there's two sides, okay? There's one side <clears throat> where you are, you know, you're pro-life, and you don't think that people should be allowed to have abortions and that there's other options. 
and that it's killing, it's murder. And then the other side is, you know, you you support a woman's right to choose, <clears throat> and it's just a it's just a series of cells in the body. It doesn't have a soul. Woman, she's carrying it in her body. It should be totally up to her. Why does it have to be just two two points of view? I see both. I see. I, see I should both. not be able to tell you what to do. I should not be able to tell Absolutely. anybody what to do. And I could totally see wanting to have an abortion. You know, I could totally see not wanting to raise a child at certain points in your life. I, I could totally see you having that option. But let's be honest. What you're doing is you're killing something. You know, you got it's growing inside you, but it will eventually become a human being. You know, I mean, we can we can play games and say, you know, at three days in it's not, at five days it is, or whatever the fuck you want to say. But the bottom line is, there's a little human being growing inside your body, and I think you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, it's your body. I really don't think anybody could tell you, you know. But that's it's you're killing something. I mean, you're you're choosing not to let it grow. You're you're terminating it. I mean, let's be honest about what you're doing. It's a symbiotic relationship. Obviously, the baby needs you to stay alive. It's a part of you until it becomes its own individual entity. But the path has been set. It's on the way. You know, why is that? Like, how come you can't say that? I mean, everybody, you, it's either one or the other. Either you support a woman's right to choose or, you know, you think it's murder. But no one ever says, well, I support the right to, for you to do it, but let's talk about what the fuck it is. I mean, it is a creepy thing. And if I was a woman, it would creep me out that I would have to do something like that. You know, especially when you talk to someone who's had kids. Once you've had kids, you understand what, what babies really are and the whole thing. You know, you get, you get this experience of having a, 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 your own child, you know, and you go, oh, wow. It's crazy. The abortion's really crazy when you think about it. I'm glad I don't have the option. I'm glad, you know, that I don't get pregnant. Could you imagine if it was you that got pregnant? If, like, you had, like, a, a bunch. How many abortions would you have? You'd have, you'd have, like, ten abortions. How many can you have? <laughs> Before your fucking plumbing breaks. Like, is there, is there a, a ceiling to this? I went, I went out with a girl once um, that had had so many abortions that she can't get pregnant. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's like three or four. She was so crazy. I, you know, I went to this. She's uh, had, she's had like five or six. Oh, she's so, she was so crazy. I went this to this abortion uh, show or whatever. It was at the science museum. I guess it wasn't a show. A convention? <laughs> no, it was just a display that showed from like every week of a baby's yeah, life I've all seen the way that, to that <clears throat> that meat thing, that life. Thing. Yeah, the it, bodies in motion, whatever it was. They're all in glass jars, though. Yeah, and, and they're and at first I was like, they're not real. These are just little models. But then you read down that these are all real. Yeah, and you start including looking, the mother. Yeah, and you look at the very small one, and it looks like a little demon. Like I don't know if you've ever seen it. it just yeah. looks like an alien or looks something. Looks like a lizard. Yeah, and then it just it's so weird seeing it grow. But then you get to the big one. And that is the most depressing thing you'll ever see in your life. Just this baby sitting there with a face that's been frozen in time. Like, and just, you know. That whole exhibit so freaks me out. And if you don't know the exhibit we're talking about, it's a bodies exhibit. And this guy invented some new process of preserving human tissue. And he does it somehow or another in plastic. And they have a whole video on it. <clears throat> I think it's called... I don't know. Body worlds. But I'm, I'm trying to think of the, the process. Plast or something. Oh. Uh, anyway, so it's it's really like a bunch of bodies all cut up and like in weird positions doing weird things. And, you know, it gives you a sense of the anatomy, but it also gives you a sense like, how is this any different than something a fucking serial killer would do? Right. You know, Dexter. could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine if this was all started by a guy who's just some sick fuck? And the way he pawned it off on people is With like, art. you know, he's just art, checking yeah. out the in, anatomy. Because there's some of them that are so questionable, dude. One of them, they had a chick cut in half at the vagina. Okay? Yeah. At the vagina. And there's like segments of her. She's like cut in half yeah. at her fucking pussy. Right. Like, really? Yeah. I, need, I really need to see that? Are you sure? Are you sure about that? You sure you want to put that it's, fucking it's image out there? It's pretty fucking demented. 
It's yeah, weird, Lord, man. They're like playing tennis and shit, and you know, it's just their muscle tissue with no skin on and fake eyeballs. It's a trip. Did we, did we go together to see that? I think we did. I th- and we saw that IMAX movie, body, The Body Thing. Yes, yes, Okay, I yes. remember being so stoned while seeing that, oh I God. almost had a panic attack. I had to Oh, leave. we were so hot. <laughs> we had lollipops, didn't we? Yeah. I think we had lollipops. Yeah. This was back in the days, the rookie days of, of edibles, where yeah. we didn't quite understand what was going on. <laughs> like, oh, two lollipops <laughs> would be fine. We didn't know. The, the people who don't know, when you eat pot, man, you get, you get way different. It's a way different high. It's something called 11 hydroxy metabolites produced by your liver. We've talked about it before, but that's why people freak out when they eat brownies and shit. Like, you, you, you swore off edibles. <clears throat> I only eat them on Mondays because the Armenians give me a free edible day on Monday. <clears throat> so I always eat the three peanut butter cookies and get fucked up. But last he night called me once. You called me once. I'll never forget this. You go like this, dog. That's it. That's it, dog. I go, what? No more fucking edibles. <laughs> no more fucking edibles, Joe Rogan. No more edibles. Like, that's the whole conversation. Damn. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, that bad. <laughs> Don't you wish phones had TiVo? So you could, like, you could just like record this. Oh, how, well, the, the recording bad. would be awesome, but would be more awesome is the visual. You yeah. know, to get some FaceTime oh, yeah. on that. FaceTime. It's oh, always doing God. FaceTime. Sometimes you eat those edibles. And I eat them like I ate in the morning, guys. Like, I get up and oh, pop a cup of coffee and you. eat a fucking chocolate cake. By 9.30, I got to go to the Y. Fear Factor was all edibles. Because that would last the longest. And this is also when I didn't understand. I just knew that I'd build up a tolerance if I had a lollipop every day. I was getting blitzkrieged. I mean, like, so baked. I was, like, freaking out about the colors of the sky and, you know, thinking how strange this life is. And we're all pretending it's permanent, but it's really temporary. While I was, like, forced to do this, you know, not forced, but, you know, while my job was to do this Fear Factor show. High as fuck. It fucks with you, those <clears throat> edibles. They fuck with you, those edibles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, they do. They really do. They they d- it's a, it's there. way stronger. People don't know. It's four times more psychoactive than THC when you eat it. Yeah. That 11-hydroxy metabolite. It doesn't feel like pot. It doesn't feel like you're high. It feels like some totally different kind of a psychedelic trip. Yeah. You know? Very introspective. You know? Really makes you fucking consider your life. You know, when you're alone and you ate a brownie, you start going deep into your childhood and shit. Fuck yeah. Don't you? Thinking about, like, weird your, your relationship with your parents and fucking... All sorts of weird shit that made you become who you are. You start like really fucking going deep. The last time I did edibles was at a UFC, and uh, it was with you. And uh, uh, it got to the point where there was a like, good match going on, and everyone was murmuring, you yeah, know, at once, like, yeah. like an arena. You could hear and it, everything. It started man. that murmur started Holy like shit. I started to get in me, and I started feeling my heart oh was my like <laughs> when Clay Guida fought Diego Sanchez. I could feel the smacks. Yeah, like there was oh. one flurry in the first round where they were both just for like a minute. They must have connected on twenty punches apiece. I felt all twenty punches. I remember that I woke up like this, like just holding on to myself, like I can't even block these fucking punches that Diego's throwing at me. And all of a sudden, I realized I had Brian Redband next to me, and people like Jake Shields is over here. I'm like, what's happening? But I caught myself <laughs> fucking blocking Diego's body kicks and shit, like twisted and everything. That's when you know, fuck three D glasses, motherfucker. <laughs> I was in that fucking ring when they broke. That was that was a very intense first minute. Very if intense. you remember how that's what on, on think about edibles, it swept you. It just swept me. And I remember like turning and fucking fading and you know making believe he was jabbing. Okay, like, here's the question. Here's the question. Do you think it's real? 
Do you think that the connection that you have when you get super high, like especially with edibles, that weird feeling that you have where you feel like you can tell if people are lying, you can tell if people are upset with you and they're not talking about it, if that you can tell if they have issues. Do I think that's real? Yeah. I think it's 100% real. I think it's 100%. It's real, right? Totally there's, real. The, there's a different level of perception that comes. It's like you have a new sense that you usually don't have. Right, but when you get sober, you all of a sudden start thinking it's ridiculous. When you sober up... Because you're not feeling the same sense anymore. Exactly. But right. it doesn't... I mean, it's never more ridiculous. There's no more ridiculous story than you telling someone that you have an enlightened perspective because you got intoxicated. People will always make fun of that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're high on mushrooms and you figured out the world? Sure you did. You know, because when you're sober, it seems so preposterous. But when you're really, really, really high, you can see some shit. And you figure out some shit, too. Yeah. Every time you get high and you get in your car, even if it's just go to Starbucks, you always figure out one component of your day. Yeah. Like one decision is made. And it's made, you know, and you stick to it. It's the and same, that's that weed. It's every the same reason day. why people think it makes you paranoid. It's making you think about shit. Yeah. It's making you consider shit that you don't ordinarily consider. And let me tell you something. Weed in the isolation tank? <laughs> my God. Joey Diaz, that fucking thing has changed my whole brain. It's rewired my brain. Like, I, I have, like, all the hardware from my old brain. It's still, like, laying around. But it's not even connected anymore. That fucking isolation tank from just smoking weed? I'm trying to figure out how to live my life as if like I just entered into this world like 10 years ago. I entered into a body that's already existed and already had a history and already had a bunch of things that it's already done and dealt with. And so what have I done? I've done all this? Jesus Christ, what was I thinking when I did that? You know what I mean? It's like you become a totally different human being managing like a new life. That's what like the tank does to you. The tank is the fucking freakiest thing ever. I wish more of you guys would be into it. You know, nobody nobody does it. I, I don't know why you guys wouldn't do it. It's I, I always talk about it. It is the craziest fucking experience that I, I ever do. It's like doing a crime and going home and locking your door and smoking a joint for eight hours sitting there thinking the cops are going to break in. That's a horrible feeling. But you get to see fucking life for what it is when you're sitting in that corner listening by the stairs to see if they're coming. It's a fucked up experience, you think. Well, you clean your brain out you of all that out, shit man. that you've done that's making you worry about people coming to get you. All that shit, all the shady shit, you know, it makes you clean your brain out. How come you've never done the tank? How come you never go in? I don't fit. <laughs> the they fuck? fit, you fit. There's a, there's a giant one they have. The guy in Venice can make any size where's one. The, where's the it's tank? A huge, it's a huge door, Joey. It's not like you have to well, cross it a little hole. There's two places. No, there's two places. One is Soothing Solutions in Burbank. You could go there. That's near you. Really? It's real close. Yeah. You've been there? And it's a very nice lady. Let's no, do a Death Squad trip and tape it over there. Yeah. See what happens. Tape oh, let's do it. Let's do it. We should do it. She's let's a nice lady. She's very nice. Yeah, let's do it. I'll do it with you guys. Let's do it. Let's tape it and let's see what happens. Make a video. There we go. How I feel when I come out of there. Taking you guys all, Eddie too, and Ari too. Let's let's see how I feel. Ari's when gonna you fuck come it up, up though, and start screaming. He's yeah, yeah, he's faking it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 he wouldn't. Uh, if we just all said, you know, let's let's all you know have an experience, yeah, film it, and tell me what you think. Trip. Yeah, yeah. And we could advertise that lady's business too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy in Venice too. Let's advertise him too, because his place is the shit. Yeah. Is it really? In yeah, Venice? Float Labs the shit. That guy, his, he's on another level. See, everybody else is making these tanks, like my old tank, the one I gave away, which is excellent. I mean, it's better, way better than nothing. You know, it's, it's good. It works good. But his are, like, super thick. It's steel and insulated. And his, like, maintain temperature much better. And it's much bigger, so you have more oxygen inside of it. And he actually adds an oxygen pumper, you know, an oxygen scrubber. So it scrubs oxygen, pure oxygen out of the air and pumps it into you. He's just got it down. He's, a, he's nuts. Yeah. The guy at the flo- floatlab.com. 
He's a crazy dude, but a cool, the cool kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. And he's like a mad scientist. And he's got this new thing. Did I tell you about the new thing? The video cameras? This motherfucker, you know, what, if you don't know about the isolation tank, what the isolation tank is, it's a tank that was invented by a guy named John Lilly. John Lilly was this crazy psychedelic pioneer from the 60s. He used to take ketamine and, and, and fucking lay in the tank for days. Like, he was nuts. He used to take acid, and this is how he figured out how to make the, the tank. He, fi he wanted to figure out a way where he was completely separate from his senses so his brain doesn't have to listen to his body at all. And he first he started out with he would be in a tank where he would be upright and the, the, the head, you would float by the head. So basically be, you know, you'd be hanging from your chin, which is probably not that comfortable, but you get used to it and then you, you know, the rest of you feels like you're weightless. But then he figured out all you have to do is just put a ton of salt in the water and that'll make you buoyant and then you can lie on your back and then like half of your body's exposed. So that's the, the new models. They all, they all have like, mine has 800 pounds of salt in 11 inches of water and you lie in it. And the water is 93.5 degrees, which is the same temperature as your skin. And so as you lie in it, you don't feel the water anymore, and it, you just dissolve. You have no body sensation at all. And it's just pure mind. It's just the mind with no connection to any, any input. So the mind doesn't have any distractions. Your mind gets to look at your whole life completely objectively, not thinking about your back or your fucking feet smell or, you know, you're touching the couch or you're hearing, you know, sounds and seeing lights. It's just pure mind and in that state that's like one of the rarest states on earth there's a very i mean it's pretty simple to achieve but if you think about it there's no place like that on earth where you can be separate from your body like literally you don't feel your body it's just your mind you know and and you get distracted we all get distracted like it's like having a conversation in front of a giant crowd of people like when you're on stage that's distracting you know talking to people while people are next to you screaming that's distracting but what we don't realize is life is distracting and sometimes you've got too much, like, why do people who have fucked up lives like to have a bunch of shit going on, you know? How many dudes do you know that complicate their lives on purpose because they got, they got some shit going on, so they'll just throw, I'm starting up a business. Like, what the fuck are you talking about you're starting up a business, man? You're, you're a fucking comic. You're going you're gonna to start up a business? It's, but what, why is he really starting up a business? He's trying to distract himself with more shit so he doesn't have to think about his shit, you know? It's like, it's a classic psychological ploy. Your whole life is a distraction. You don't even realize it. Everything you do is constant input coming in. You gotta navigate your way through this world. It takes away resources. It takes away resources that your brain has. Gotta get in there, Joey Diaz. Let's go. Burbank next week after yeah. the fucking break. Let's How come awesome. you don't do it? You're in Burbank. Video. How come you never done it? Because uh, I, you know, I just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's a thing. It's one of those things. Nah, have like, you ever been in the tub huh? ever before? Do you have think you, you avoid uh, that kind of like heavy lifting when it comes to like the mind? Uh, mm. No, you know, to me, I I have my own kind of relaxing things that I do, and it seems like I don't know. I guess it's not a necessity, so I don't really need to uh, blow money on something that you know. I, you know, I, I'm dude. I have to kind of be, if, I'll if buy you free, a gift certificate. If it was free, okay. I'd do it every day. All right. Well, let's <laughs> let's get you on it then. We're gonna do that. That's gonna be our next uh, video. We're gonna do the isolation tank. I'm gonna convert all you guys because I think it's ridiculous that I've been using this thing for seven years and you guys don't use yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure it's better than the tanning bed. And if you guys, <laughs> it's way better to jerk off in. If you guys go to, if you Google where to float, just that term, there will be a website that will pop up from Samadhi, Samadhi.com, which are very awesome people that made my first tank and their um their website has a listing of places where you can rent time in a tank all over the world all different countries all the different places it's available and a lot of people have used it and emailed me about it and said that they found a tank you know like an hour away from their house or something like that 
it's a fucking great tool. It's a great tool for the mind. You know, if you're the type of person that likes to meditate, and I think everyone should. You know, everyone, I mean, you call it meditate. You say meditate, you sound like you're full of shit and you're doing yoga with beads on. You know what I mean? It sounds, you know what I mean? It's like the word meditate has this connotation, this, this uh, you know, this fake, fake spirituality connected to it. You know, it's a term, right? But the, the but thinking about your life is very important. Especially in Boulder. They, they use meditate like oh. a motherfucker. Them sandal words. There are so many sandal wearing motherfuckers oh, in, in Boulder. Boulder, aren't they? I tell you what, though, they're nice. Oh, I don't, they're I don't fucking mind. Brilliant. But I would talk they're to brilliant. people, and you know, I'd be like, you know, they would say, uh, you know, oh, I've got this back injury, you know, uh, I can't go to jujitsu. I go, oh, that's cool, man. You know, you okay? You gonna be all right? He goes, yeah, I'm going to this healer. He's doing a lot of body work on me, a lot of positive energy work. I'm like, oh, you pay for that, or do you suck his dick? Like, what, <laughs> <laughs> what, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? He was like totally straight face. I'm going to a healer. You know, he's working on me, doing a lot of body work. He's doing, oh, he's doing body work. Oh, he's healing you. With rocks and sand. There's a lot of people that make a living doing that, man. They're yes, like they healers. Do. They're like push on parts of your head and, and claim that they're healing you. And But the thing is, if you believe them, it works. It works. That's the crazy thing. It's like the human body is so fucking powerful, but we don't know how to use it. It's like a computer, and we don't even have a manual. We're just going into the registry and fucking with things, and you know, we, we really don't know how it works. So you can trick somebody with a placebo, and the placebo is just sugar. It's just bullshit. It doesn't do anything. But because they think it's medicine, their body fixes itself. But nobody knows how to just fix themselves. It's crazy. It's like, could, how come you can't, the placebo method, how come you can't just apply that on your own? Why, don't, why can't you just trick yourself? You can't. So then you don't have access to that, that, you know, that pure belief. You don't have access to the pure belief. You have to be, literally, you have to be kind of crazy to have access to the pure belief that you can fix yourself with this magic pill that's just sugar. It's a fucking mess. Why can't we use it? We got, we got like, it's like, it's like a, a hidden part of the operating system. Yeah. You know, you have to press like four keys at the same time to get to it. You know, it's fucked up, man. You know what's really cool to do stone, by the way? I just thought of this while you were talking. I don't want to lose it. But uh, uh, get really, really baked, eat, and go into your garage and get a ladder. And uh, if there's, like, one of those lights, like, you know, the garage lights, right. uh, you go up to it with a friend, and you both look at each other's face. Or you, you turn off the lights, and you both stare at each other's face, and then you wait till your eyes adjust to the dark. Then you flip the light real quick, and you see the other person's face, like, as a ghost that's burnt into your retina. Then you come down from the... Uh, ladder and you just walk around and you'll just see like this floating head in front of you. For how long? It probably lasts a good minute and a half, two minutes. Does but it work with black people? No, no. <laughs> it doesn't. You, you just, you just see a canoe. I gotta go upstairs to put a light bulb on it. Are you fucking crazy, I'm going guy? Up a fucking ladder. What am I doing? Am I, I wearing fall sandals? down, I break my ankle to see Casper the friendly fucking ghost. Should I put angel wings on when I climb All this ladder? All that shit to get high. That's too much drama to get high. Come Just pass that fucking number. It's something that you've never experienced. Try it out. Are you scared? You know it's what free. It is. That's free float tape. Float you know what tape. is cool as fuck when you're high? What? The L.A. Um, Planetarium. Or oh. the uh, Griffith Observatory, yeah, yeah, yeah. rather. Nice. Did Griffiths? you go to it? Yes. Isn't it awesome? Oh, my God. When you lie back and you watch oh. that star show, yeah. show the constellations. Nice. It's amazing. Fucking incredible, man. Yeah. I, it's, you know what? When I went to Hawaii and uh, we went to the Big Island and uh, we went up to the Keck Observatory. It's in the, the, the top of the Big Island. It's this gigantic fucking uh, thing they have up there, you know, telescope. It's like one of the world's biggest radio telescopes. The fucking view up there is insane. You go up there, you see every fucking star. You see the whole Milky Way. Like, you literally see the stripe, the Milky Way. And, like, 
a th- hundred thousand times more stars than you normally see because it's way the fuck up there. It's like 10,000 feet above sea level. You're literally above the clouds. You drive through the clouds to get to it. Because we were driving, I was like, this sucks, man. It's fucking cloudy. We're going to get up there. We're not going to be able to see shit. And then all of a sudden, you pop up above the clouds. Yeah. And that's where the observatory is. God yeah, damn, it's beautiful. Tremendous. The fucking stars are insane. It's the best thing you could look at. It's the best view. And we deprive ourselves from it yeah. because of lights. Yeah. Even in L.A., man, even in L.A., if they shut off all the lights, if they shut off everything, the, above you would be fucking spectacular. It's incredible. It's the most amazing thing. Like, I stood there in Hawaii looking up going, is this here all the time? Yeah. This is there all the time, and we can't see it. You know what? We have all these stupid gay holidays, like Valentine's Day, Secretary's Day. Why don't they have a holiday where everybody has to turn off their lights and there's no electricity for the day? Have it blackout Dude, give day? give me some knuckles. How awesome would that That's be? That's the greatest idea you've ever come up with in your fucking life. Get Mayor Villaraigosa on the fucking day. bat Get phone right up. now. Get him on Dude, the fucking bat phone. What a, what a great, day. but you know what? If we had everybody do it, literally there would be nothing from the horizon. It would be God, nothing. how amazing would that be? It would be insane. The earth would reset. It'd be like, oh, that's what It'd I wanted. Insane. It'd it's like insane. if you go to Vegas and you drive and you go into the mountains of Vegas, they have beautiful views in Vegas. But because all yeah. that fucking electricity all the goddamn yep. time, you don't that see light, shit. Those lights, you don't see a goddamn thing. You look up in the Vegas night, you don't see a fucking thing. Can you imagine 200 years from now, Vegas have to shut the lights from Sunday to Thursday off? You would think of that Do shit. you remember when the Luxor had that light that shot up in the sky yeah. and it was fucking yeah. up pilots? That's yeah. crazy. It was you, so strong, it was fucking with pilots. Did you hear, uh, just the other day in L.A., some guys were uh, shining a laser at helicopters, and it, they sh- sh- uh, shined it on a police helicopter, and man, they're getting like crazy uh, charges against them. They, they, they should. They chased them down. You gotta be responsible. Well, first of all, it shouldn't be so easy to buy a fucking laser that you can shoot up to the sky. Especially that new one that, that could fucking burn you. How about the one that I got in Georgia? Remember yeah. that one? Yeah. I got one that's illegal. Totally illegal. That's the only reason why I got it. The guy told me, you can't even buy these, man. It's illegal. I'm like, hmm. And it yeah. burns you? But you sell it? Do you sell this? It's yeah, scary. It's, it's like a super powerful laser that you can like literally go to the moon with. You can yeah. point it at the moon and it'll register on some fucking, some, one of those Russian things. <laughs> <laughs> one of those reflectors on the moon. Like, no bullshit. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They, they, you can buy these super powerful lasers. I mean, this giant takes D-cell batteries and shit. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you can just buy it. Some asshole can just sell it to you. Some asshole can sit shop. on top of a building and just start blinding people. Yeah, bam, I, I, bam, you're blind, you're blind, you're blind. I just just to fuck with it. I um I went outside and was uh, putting little green lights on all the neighbors' houses, like see, like like how powerful. Oh it was. yeah, yeah. It's insane. You could see it all the way. I mean, it literally shot a straight line all the way across the valley to this house that was you know half a mile away, and I could see it. Remember those little laser wow. keychains that came out when like lasers first came out? Yeah. Like in ni- Dickheads would go to the movie theater right, and yeah. fucking shine them on the screen. You want to kill him? You remember that? The, the comedy best store, two wheels, and those uh, guys used to have them. Those came out in Myrtle Beach when I was in Myrtle Beach. <sighs> what was the name of that Russian dude that would always sell shit every Friday? Monkey Bones. Monkey Bones. I still yeah. have a bunch of his lighters, man. Yeah, he had lighters and those lights. Boob lighters. I just saw one the other day around here. Yeah, they were awesome. He used to have these lighters. He <laughs> would flip the top, and these little titties would light up. It was like a bikini. Is I'm he, such a child. Is he still around? Monkey? Yeah, he's uh, he's been hanging out more at the rock bars, you know, lately, like the Roxy and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, really? Has he been? Mm-hmm. I want See, he's one of those dudes that, even though I wasn't like looking forward to seeing him when I was at the comedy store, now that I think about it, I'm like, what a cool guy. You yeah, know, I, o- I always was nice to that guy. guy. I always talked to that guy. He gave me his phone number. The comedy store back in the day had a, such a unique community in that parking lot area. You know, that parking lot area was like, 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 like a club that we would go to. It was like a hangout. You know, that was like literally half the show was the parking lot show. You put on your best shows first in the parking lot. And then 
you started putting on your best shows on stage. On stage, yeah. yeah. I used to fuck around a lot in the parking lot. You became, you became a much better comic in the parking lot because it was like you, you got loose in that parking lot and started fucking around with us, and you don't have any restrictions about time or agents watching you or managers. You could just be yourself, and you would fucking kill everybody in the parking lot, and then you would take that and just go on stage. Go with on it. stage with the anger. But yeah. before, you were like telling jokes, right? You right. were like, like when you first started out, you were like telling jokes on stage, right? Yeah. Like how would how would you like do, like what was like a typical routine? I have no fucking idea. You don't remember what you talked about at all? That was a long fucking time ago. It was like you would go into a subject, but you wouldn't you wouldn't really go into go it in into depth. a subject. Yeah, yeah. 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 I you would, would get the scratch it. Front. Yeah, and then you would go to the next subject. That's really wild. You never you never figured out how to get that momentum. You know, you get the momentum from going into a subject and then really exploring that subject. So, like, you take the audience on a little trip. I know that's how I feel, like, when I'm in the audience and I'm watching a really good comic and they start on a subject. I want them to really explore that subject. I'm like, there's a lot of shit in that subject. Let's go in there. The best guy at that, to me, when I was coming up was Richard Jenny. Richard Jenny, um, I got to see him a bunch of times. I got to see him once before I ever even did stand-up. Uh, I was just, you know, paying as a uh, an audience member. I got to see him at Catch a Rising Star in Cambridge, and it was nice because nobody even knew who he was back then. You know, it was, wasn't wasn't even packed, and I sat right on the front. And the dude would take a subject man and just ring that motherfucker out, ring it out. He would do a subject for like ten minutes, and then right when you thought it was over, bam, he comes up with something else and more punchlines and more. And it was like I was in awe. I was like, I don't think anybody does it like that guy. I think that guy's one of the most underappreciated standups. Was Richard Jenny. You know, a lot of people, like, you know, they didn't give him the credit that he deserved because a lot of his premises were, like, kind of common premises. You know, like, you know, common, like, almost like um, talk show host. Uh, not talk show host, but, like, you know, if you're doing a spot on Letterman. Like, a lot of his premises just fit right into the standard, you know, Letterman spot. But he was so good he at was writing. Good. And his presence was brilliant on stage. His he timing. Had something. His timing was amazing. He had something that just, you know, and uh, that's a shame. He was in a, a plane with me just a couple weeks before he, uh, he killed himself. Just uh, maybe, maybe a couple months, something, something along those lines. But he was uh, headed to Austin. We were headed to Austin to do uh, Cap City Comedy Club. And he was headed there for a corporate gig. And I got a t- chance to talk to him a little bit and say hi to him. And, you know, I mean, it's like you wish it said more, you know. But I've never really had, like, long conversations with the dude. You know, but I always felt like Richard Jenny's always going to be around. You know, I always see him at the improv or whatever and say hi, and he's always friendly. So it's like, you know, you see him there, and you're like, what are you doing? You going to a gig? Oh, cool. What are you, what are you doing? Oh, corporate gig? Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, we're doing the comedy club. Oh, all right, man, have fun. Cool. And that was like the conversation, you know. It's like, man, I wish I talked to him, you know. I wish I picked his brain. I seen Bobcat yesterday at the doctor's office. Oh, yeah? Sure. How's he doing? On the way in, looks completely fucking different. Really? Or like how? Just bald, you know, just Yeah, skinny. glasses, weird glasses. And I looked at him at first and he looked at me and he's like, I'm like, Bobcat. And Yay, Jelly! Yeah, he's some broad. He doesn't do that though. No, he doesn't do that no more. <laughs> he was a funny comic. But it was man. good to see him. Bobcat does not get the respect he deserves either because Bobcat was in those Police Academy movies. So people didn't respect him like as a comic. But as a comic, Bobcat was fucking hilarious. Meet Bob. Do you remember that CD? Yeah. That's fucking brilliant. It's a, a funny brilliant guy. CD. I never knew he was a comic. Dude, because there was, was, I was pre-internet, so I, I only saw him as I, an annoying I voice think He's still doing it. Right. I think he's still doing it. I, I worked bananas with him like six years ago, and that's really? what we're talking about. He's like, bananas, that was a long time. Is he still good? I mean, how's, he, how's his sets no, now? I think he just works for Kimmel, right? 
I don't know. So yeah, when he, he does stand up, he just does it every now and then. Yeah, every now and then. We didn't even talk about Dude, it. Dude, that's a, that's a shame. He was really good. He would have benefited from the internet like crazy, yes. having like comedy clips or Twitter at that yeah, time. Yeah, totally. I mean, he was that. He was a perfect fit for the internet. If the internet had come along ten years earlier, wow, Bobcat was a perfect fit. Can you imagine people's careers if Twitter and Facebook and all this shit? Would, like, imagine Richard Pryor at, Dude, totally. at his prime if he had a Facebook page, a Twitter page, and yeah. everything. That'd all of them. Kinnison. Imagine Kinnison's Twitter. Oh wow. Uh, it would be every day. Some girl cut me off. You fucking whore. You know that would be that would be his Twitter every day. <laughs> it would be awesome. Yeah, a lot of guys. You know, I mean, you know, back then, unfortunately, there was one avenue. There was you had to get on television. You had to get on HBO. That would be the big one. Get on one of those comedy specials. But now there's so many avenues and so it's so easy now. You know, I always think about that. Like, I would have been fucked if it wasn't for the internet because I would have been always labeled as like a game show host guy like nobody would have taken my comedy seriously you know you have to you'd have to see me live you know to to know that I'm, i was actually a comic first i just you know took fear factor for money B back then if you did like something that you know wasn't cohesive for a good career like nobody forgived you you were you labeled that guy and then they moved on to the next thing you know mm -hmm. You wouldn't, you can't, now because of the internet, you can completely express yourself. Like, people know exactly who you are. Like this, this podcast, you know, I mean, you can't, we've, this is like the 26th one that we've done, you know. By that, you know, pe people know who the fuck you are. You know, you are who you are. You're broadcasting it. Back then, man, you could fake an image, you know, you could, like, how many fucking gay guys were straight and they decided, you know, got married and everything, and they, the Hollywood image and the studio pushed an image for them, and they had, you know, press people would talk to the press for you, and you had a publicist, and publicists are fucking useless now. As long as you're Twittering, people know what you're really yeah. like, right? You know, look at Spencer Pratt and all these fucking people. Uh. Any, anybody like that, you know, they become, they become popular, and then they just get to talk. You could have a million publicists, it doesn't matter. Everybody's going to know eventually, they're going to compile enough data to know exactly what you're really like. They're going to know your lows and your highs. They're going to get to make an honest judgment. You know, Like Google knows everything about us. Yeah. <laughs> How about we were talking about this Apple iPhone thing? Right. The iPhone, um, there's like some new thing where Apple's collecting and sharing iPhone users' precise locations. And this is what it is, an updated version of the privacy policy. The company's added a paragraph noting that once users agree Apple and unspecified partners and licensees may collect and store user location data so I, I and I see what you're saying you're saying that it's totally anonymous mm -hmm. and I appreciate that but you're <laughs> selling it you're selling data you're yeah. collecting data on me and you're selling it yeah please don't yeah, Please well, don't. there there gets to a point where everything everyone needs to make money. And well, I, Google, I get that. Google, but this they're making the money that they're making when you're doing stuff like this, like right. these ads, is spammers. You're making money off spammers. It's, you're making it, making money off people who are gonna find out where you are and spam the fuck. Yeah, out of yeah. I mean, probably that's what it is. I yeah. mean, that's what they're doing. They're trying to find out where you're at. Are you buying things? What are you buying? What are you yeah. doing? Eventually, your phone is going to be like it is in Japan too, man. Your phone's well, going to be money. It's they're trying to customize, just like everything, customize uh, your shopping, like yeah. shopping experiences, and everything. Like pan we we're talking about satellite radio. Like I am a huge fan of Pandora because it kind of makes you a radio station based around what you like. Right. And and it, it keeps and on getting... And that streams off your phone, no problem. Right, right, yeah. I, especially the iPhone, you Bluetooth it right to my car, and it's just, it's great. It's like a nonstop radio station, satellite radio, all based right around what you like and not and don't like. Right, but when, what I was saying about the phone eventually becoming money, uh, right. in Japan, you can buy things with your phone. 
Yeah. You, can, you literally, I don't know if you scan it or you send something. I don't know exactly how it works, but it's commonplace. Right. And that's going to ha- happen over here eventually. Oh, totally. And people now, are going to start hacking. Once they're sharing data and they know where your pre- precise locations are mm-hmm. and you're buying things, you're going to get spam on your phone. Well, once you have Something's going to happen. Once you have a phone on, doesn't whoever the fuck know where you're at? If, but yeah. what my point is that if why would they be paying for it if they're not going to use it? If they're going to use it, you're going to get some bullshit. Now, you, know? they shouldn't, you shouldn't have to. to. You shouldn't. They shouldn't be able to sell your fucking info unless it's benefiting. I mean, why would your precise location benefit like the company's development? I guess that's something you just have to be like, well, hey, then don't use it. Just like why would they really cuss though? On but TV? that seems like a douchey thing. It well, seems that's like their, they're, that's they're their maximizing their profit, and one of Absolutely. the ways they're doing it just is like by selling. Your private information. Yeah, but well, it's hold not on your second, private guys. information. You just become a number. You can become a digit. It, what, there's right, no, but they know exactly where you are. What kind of private information? Is it your bank account? I don't know. Or is it, no, I think it's... Precise I think locations. It's, well, what I think it is is where you go every day, what your, mm-hmm. uh, what your interests are. Like, if you call 800 fucking sex lines, so now when a sex corporation calls AT&T and says, we want to buy... You know names from you of people who use yeah, sex lines. Yeah. They just well, you know what? Yeah. At least AT and T's working. How many times have you gotten a call for a funeral parlor? Ain't nobody dying with me. Yeah, but if somebody calls you and says you want a dick sucking, at least they're narrowing it down. Maybe that's what they're selling. <laughs> the what the fuck? Are you follow me. <laughs> Listen, no, if you call you a gambling, me. nobody. Let's you. say you go to Vegas all the fucking time from LA. What do you go to Vegas for? Either to get your dick sucked or to fucking gamble if you're right. a regular consumer. So maybe that's the data they're collecting. And when they sell it out there, and you know, how many times do you get calls, Joe, from people trying to sell you something? How many emails do you get? You get a lot of those uh, yeah. calls with people wanting you to change banks and interest rates and shit like shit that. Shit like that. So how do you think they, you know, it's stupid stuff. I don't yeah, think somebody, they sell somebody your sells pen. your phone number. Yeah, I don't think they sell your pen or your mother's maiden name, guys. I just think they sell your interest, what you be with. When it's very annoying when someone calls my house and they have my name yes. and they ask, you know, may I speak to Joe? Are you talking about home phone? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Home phones are dead, man. I, I've never, since I got rid of my home phone like five years ago, I've never had a single stray call ever. Man, I'm a little bit old school. I like to have a home phone number, man. Just in case. Yeah, just I don't want to just always yeah, be just relying on my cell phone. Right. I'm a little you, old school. You ever go buy a car? And a week after you buy a car, you get an application for a credit card. What do you think that happens? You think yeah. that just happens? I don't no, get the bank those. that bought the paper. Yeah, of course. They sold your shit. You know what's the so, worst? It's where they take a car and put it in a mall, and it's like, sign up to win this car. Right. That is just yeah. the worst thing you could possibly yeah, ever yeah. do. It's like signing yeah. two weeks free at a fucking yeah. gym. Yeah. Anything like that. Anything yeah. you see, anything online right. that you give you information about, you're fucked. But I always knew they were doing. See, once 9 11 came, dog, this became more available. That was what law was passed. We lost a lot of fucking freedoms that we don't even know we had. That's why there's people are freaking out, but yeah. they don't know that. I don't know if it has to do with 9-11, but you're absolutely right <laughs> about the executive orders that Bush passed and Cheney passed. We lost a lot of freedoms, bro. So this is part of the freedoms that we were losing that people were complaining about. I and you don't know. This couldn't have happened 20 years ago. That's why you used to get called from Peely Pastapedic trying to sell you a fucking mattress. And you're like, what are you talking about? I don't want no mattress because your name just got sold. Well, okay, let me th- ask you this. What, what do you think that, why do you think they concentrate on taking rights away? Do you think they concentrate on taking rights away because they're worried the shit is eventually going to hit the fan and then they're going to have to like really figure out how to control people? So they're going to have to have more regulations, more ways to lock you up? I mean, why else would they be struggling to try to get more control over people? Why would they str- be struggling to take away your r- rights and liberties? Unless there's profit 
or unless they can control you in some sort of a, a, a time of great stress and disaster. I think Every it's just protection of, you know, if you don't murder protection? anyone. Yeah, if you don't How's murder that? one, you're fine. You know, I think they're just... Okay, that's not true. Because the government can absolutely target people who are enemies of the government. People have taken people out of the Green Party and put them on terrorist watch lists and no-fly lists just because they protest against the war. That's fact. That's already happened. That's already done. So there's, it's, there's no way they're doing it just to protect you. They're doing it to profit. They, they don't need to protect you like that. If they needed to protect you like that, it would, it would be much more obvious. It's just, it, at a certain point in time, it's like, how much information is going to be available about, I mean, right now, I can Google Brian Reichel and find out all kinds of shit about you. I can Google your name. I can Google my name. When is it going to be just instantly available to everybody? Not even a Google. You know, I mean, what the what the fuck is the no, next thing? No, it is available. People. You think so? Yeah. If somebody's a 16-year-old computer hack that knows what the fuck he's doing, it's available to him. To guys like me, I'm a moron. I know nothing about the computer. But there's a kid right now that can press three buttons, and he'll call you here with your motherfucking pin number Bruh, and your phone pin don't number. Don't tell me you know nothing about the computer. I saw you Twitter from your cell phone. You're a monster. Me? You ever Twitter from your cell phone? Because Brian set it up for me. Because <laughs> I'm retarded. That's my witness right there. Uh, I've you, taken. You know it's going to be crazy. FaceTime is going to be crazy. Six six months from now, FaceTime hackers are going to bust into your phone and turn on your cameras and, and just watch view you. whatever is going on in your room and yeah. listen to whatever you're going to listen to. That's Do you think that's hack. real? Uh, I totally believe. Totally. That. Totally. Will that be once it hits a network, or will it be while it's on 3G, uh, or while it's on? Um, I don't think it matters. Right? I don't think it matters. I think the government could be like, you know what? This is what we're going to do now. We're going to bust, go through AT and Network, we're going to fucking and use their FaceTime. We've teamed Could you up. imagine the first fucking court case where somebody gets busted doing something like that? With their well, own how phone? about dudes? How dudes add keystroke things to their wives' uh, computers? Yeah, you know, to find out where their wife's going, meeting up with their ex-boyfriend and yeah. shit like that. You always hear things like that. The guy put a keystroke on a, you know, guys who are stalkers. They want to find out where you're doing. Yeah, if you have a, a girlfriend that's a, that you want to stalk, you know. Here's something completely easy to do that I thought of. The Brian, other day. why are you giving out stalking information? Well, no, I'm just. I just you don't stalk, dude. Do no, I, I totally don't. Have stalk. you ever stalked? Never stalked. He never was thinking once. about never it. Though, never? Well, never. Not even when you were a young kid. Never drove by a girl's house. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. In like yeah. drove in. Not like did anything did crazy. You in the windows. No. You don't. No, I just, mas- I just masturbated in the car and cried. Oh okay, okay, that's cool. But anyways, normal. So if say like your girlfriend has an iPhone. Right. You set up that where are you now location thing on her mobile me. Oh, my goodness. And then if you just log in and you know her password, you could always check on where exactly your girlfriend or wife is. That's just wrong, dude. Don't do that. And then and then you could send her messages like, hey, I see you with him. See, if Orange wow. Juice Jones had that option, that song would have never come I out. I saw you. And him. And I him. flat out busted you. Walking and shit. in the rain. Now for a word from our sponsor. Hit it, Joe Rogan. You were holding hands, hands and I'll never be the same. Boom, 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 boom. I what does he saw say you. I, I missed you so much today. I missed you so much I followed you. <laughs> Remember? He said something like that. <laughs> Please pull that up, Brian. Pull that Please, up and Brian. turn that you up. Have, that is the greatest rap of all time. He's like, I followed you. Yeah, you stone cold busted. Close your mouth. He says a bunch what, of shit. What to are it. you even saying? Orange juice. Orange Jones. juice Jones. I saw you. Just press or is orange it walking juice in the Jones. Rings? He only had one song. It yeah. don't fucking orange matter. Orange juice Jones. Just orange go right juice to it. Jones. There's like one appearance with him on Soul Train. Where we're singing something that nobody remembers. That's it. But, but I that. saw you and him walking through the rain. Is the shit. Is the shit. Is the, the greatest shit. rap song at the end. I saw you and him walking in the rain. Shut your mouth. You cold flat busted. 
Yeah. I loved you so much, I followed you. Wasn't it Silly Rabbit, Tricks and for Kids? Yeah, that's where it came from. <laughs> Silly Rabbit, Tricks and for Kids. Okay, we have it? Yeah, I'm waiting for it. There's a commercial before oh, that video. You, this, what I, is that? Stop this. Why are they 30 seconds now? I, I tolerate your 15-second commercials. If you give me a fucking 30-second commercial before I watch a YouTube clip with a dog that's barking, okay, uh, uh. some fucking 10-second video, I swear to God, I will stop buying your product. 15-second commercials is good. Stop being greedy. 30-second Microsoft Windows. Go, Joey. This is old, old school, this 1984. Probably, was it 84? Was yeah, it even? old, yeah. And him. Walking. Boom, 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 boom. You were holding hands and I'll never be the same. Oh, shit. You need a video, too, because the video's ridiculous. This is what you people get in the afternoons. Can you show the video? Look at that dancing. Look at that dude move. Pimp style. I wonder what he's doing today. I know. We got to look him up Orange Juice Jones Orange is like Juice Jones. In, some, in Dorchester. He's like probably doing some, some nightclub and appearance. You got it perfect. We were holding hands and I'll never be the same. Oh, yeah, people. Podcast motherfuckers. You oh, shit. Sleep. Fourth of July, baby. Hit it. Wait until he gets mad at her when he, when he packs up all the shit and then he has a conversation with her at the end where he breaks it down. Breaks it down. Let's a bitch know. Throw some strong pimp game. You can speed it up, Brian. No, no, no. You don't need to. Okay. Come on, man. People can live. Dun, 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 dun. Look at him. That's a real black man right you there. You know, the very few white dudes will floss with their clothes like a black guy does. You know? Very few white guys dress like that and wear fucking furs and suits and shit like that. Someone's got to come along and do that. Why doesn't some white guy start wearing, like, crazy suits and furs and shit like that? Big fucking diamonds. But sing, like, totally white-oriented music. Like John Meyer. Can you imagine if John Meyer started dressing in furs? <laughs> Furs and diamonds and shit, big fat pinky rings, and a fucking cane with a a, a dragon's head on it, a silver cane. <laughs> I mean, why not, dude? That guy has fucked every famous woman on the planet. He might as he might as well just go all out, just go straight pimp style. Have a fucking diamond encrusted staff. Here it is. Oh shit! That's right. Now close your mouth because you cold busted. Cold busted. Yes, sit down. My first impulse was to run up on you to a Rambo. To a Rambo. Pull out the jammy and flat blast both of you. Thirty-seven hundred dollar links code. Thirty-seven hundred dollars in nineteen eighty-four. Oh my good, my credit cards. My charge counts. Yeah. Took it all. Everything you came here with is packed up and waiting for your guest room. 
Nothing but advice. That's right, still young. I hope you learn a valuable lesson from all this. Look, she's on the street now. Look at that. Cars driving by. You know what you gotta do? You gotta get on out of here with that alicat coat wearing punch puppy shoe wearing crumb cake. I saw you. You know that? Silly rabbit tricks are for kids. Without me, you're like conflict without the milk. You just a squirrel trying to get a nut. It's my world. God, I forgot all about that. That, that was beautiful. Beautiful. That was though. amazing. Damn. Beautiful. That. Half that song was like R. Kelly. Oh, beautiful. Wow, that's the original R. Kelly. Yeah, he's the original R. Kelly. Except R. Kelly's much more ridiculous. This guy didn't have the internet. See, they would show him pissing on people. R. Kelly's so much more ridiculous. R. Kelly's the best. That but video still, that, that you guys sent me was fucking amazing. Yeah. That's when he's yelling at us, saying shit on the phone. You know, what is it about black black culture where the black guy never loses? And black culture, and, and like, not all, obviously, but in shit like this, like these kind of songs and like the R. Kelly type songs or like Superfly movies or something like that, there's something about never losing. You know, you can't get me. I already planned this out. It's like <laughs> something about being clever. Like, have you ever listened to the Superfly? You ever watched Superfly? The best. One of the greatest black exploitation movies the end, ever. The last but the scene. end is so Brilliant. fucking dumb. I took oh. out a hit on you. So if anything happens to me, you're dead. Like, damn, he got him. He got the man. He planned in advance. There's you something. Him in the face of a garbage can. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so ridiculous, man. Those old black exploitation movies were awesome. But there's something about that, you know, this oppressed culture that just wants to win no matter what, you know? I don't think white people will ever understand that. You'll never understand. Never understand what that's like to be an Orange Juice Jones. I mean, it's, that's, <laughs> why, that's why white people can't wear those Lynx coats. You know, who is that kid in Miami? There's that one kid who's like a beat maker. He's made a bunch of beats for like really famous hip-hop artists. And uh, he made millions of dollars, but then he wound up blowing it all on cocaine. There's a big article about him. And I think it was Esquire. Esquire or GQ? Big article about him recently. No idea. Some famous beat guy. I'm sure if you go look on Where's Orange Juice Jones now? Did he die? He's in Dorchester, bro. Can you imagine, like, if he just like works at a grocery store now, and he but he still goes, "I'm Orange Juice Jones, and I recommend this Orange Juice." Yeah, like he uses it. This. I wonder if he has. Let's Google. Google Orange Juice Jones. Where is he today? Yeah, I bet he's got a website and a community. Hey, check my Twitter. I told you, woman. Scott Storch. Thank you very much. A Y K O seven. Oh, another guy got it. Get down. I mobile meet you. I took your iPhone. Oh, I found out shit. where you is. Yeah, I, I miss you so much. I followed you. Ooh, silly rabbit. See, in those it's days, it world. really wasn't following. It wasn't even stalking. You followed us. <sighs> yeah, you were allowed to. Well, you had to because you couldn't just text somebody and say, where are you, bitch? Yeah, no, no. Those days, man, guys must okay. have just w- w- had extra families all over the place. place. All right, I found him. Where is he? Alex... After Jones failed to have significant follow-up success, he left the music industry to tend to his terminally ill mother and raise a family. He helps his son, Orin 2, not Orin 1, Orin 2, better known as Mookie, with his rap career. In addition to producing and scoring music for commercials and independent movies, Jones also contributes to a number of hip-hop blogs, including Houston's, JustFlippin.com, or Global Grind. That's it. Wow. Well, now we know about Orange Juice Jones. Oh, He's that's it, fucking that's it. out there in the community. 
That's right. Keeping shit popping. He should have done stand-up comedy if he wrote those lyrics, you know? Because that sounds like pretty pretty funny. you would have to be funny on purpose. Oh, that wasn't funny on purpose. purpose. It seemed kind of humorous. No. No? I don't think so. Humorous in like, yeah, got you. Yeah. But it's not. What you're laughing at is not. He doesn't understand what you're laughing at. You're laughing at her because it's ridiculous. If you no, laugh, he would even look at you and go, what the fuck you laughing at when I'm talking to my woman? Fine clothes, Gucci's, diamonds. $3,700. Lynx coat. Lynx oh, coat. See, that's just Shit. brilliant. That's it poetry. Is, it is, but you have to really mean it in order for it to be poetry. If you're just pretending, like, you know, was there, there was that black exploitation uh, parody that came out recently with Michael John White. I didn't hear anything about it, but I, I didn't I didn't have a desire to see it because they were trying to pretend they were pr- making a fake movie like they were doing it on purpose like they were acting a ridiculous on purpose. It's only funny if you're acting ridiculous and you think it's cool. It's not funny if you're trying to be funny acting ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It's like I mean it's funny. I mean it's okay, but it's never as funny as someone who really you know I saw you sit down baby. You know it's not unless it's way more funny when he's re- like R Kelly. Like that's that's the genius of the R Kelly video is that that guy really thinks that way. I guarantee why Orange Juice Joe went into the studio and started saying that like people in the studio were like. The yeah, fuck oh, is he doing? Man, I know what I'm doing, all right? <laughs> Let me just lay this shit down on this bitch, all right? <laughs> and they were like, bro, it ain't going to work. Watch my shit. And he just said it. And he goes, I said it's staying. They argued for a little while. I wonder when people break up with Orange Juice Jones. They're like, what are you going to do? Walk in the rain? You're fucking retarded. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> you know, like. Will you write a song about me, asshole? Yeah. Move on with your life. Keep you- me out of your shitty fucking CDs. I saw you walking in the rain. Have you ever had a girl tell you to not talk about her in your act? Nah. Did you see that thing that Stanhope wrote about uh, Bobby Barnett? You know, he's got that joke about this chick, Bobby Barnett, that fucked him that's like way too hot to fuck him, but she fucked him. And, you know, he's like, you can't take that back. A thousand repo men can't take that back, Bobby Bennett. You fucked me. And he put it in his, uh, taking, to take the edge off. It was like his closing bit. Well, apparently this chick contacted him. It's on, if you go to DougStanhope.com, it's on his website. It's one of his blogs. This chick contacted him. You know, she's like, you sick fuck. I'm a born again Christian now and all this. <laughs> and so he wrote this fucking, a new, basically a new bit explaining, you fucked me and you can't take that back. Like he redid the bit like even funnier in a blog, you know, talking about times and things that have happened and what, you know, I always wondered what you were, you know, what you're up to these days. The where are you now, you know, screen that plays in my mind. Very funny, man. Very funny shit. You never had a chick tell you not to talk about her in your act? I had one chick get mad because uh, she 99.9% positive cheated on me. She went away, and she went on vacation, and she got fucking rug burn on her back. She went to Florida to visit her cousin. Her cousin's a whore, okay? She went to visit her cousin in Florida. She she had fucking rug burn on her back. And I had my hand on her back, and I felt something. And I pulled up her skirt. I turned around and looked at her. I go, go, what the fuck is on your back? And she goes, I was drinking. Oh, I was drinking, and I was leaning against this thing, and there was like a nail on it. I go, there's a nail. I go, a nail did that? I go, you didn't feel the nail? You just kept rubbing? Your back, back and forth on the nail. I go, that's not carpet burn? What are you saying? What are you saying? I'm saying somebody fucked you. No. No. I go, okay. You're saying that no one, no one fucked you? She goes, no, it's not carpet burn. It's, I told you. I was drinking. I don't know what I was doing. 
And I was like leaning against this thing. Was, like, <laughs> I was like, this crazy lying bitch. It was like the dumbest lie ever. Like this dumb whore didn't even know that she had this fucking scab on her back. Right. From getting fucked so hard, probably in the dirt somewhere. Right. Crazy bitch. She's probably on a fucking site. On a fucking asphalt parking lot. Probably <laughs> broken glass. Construction site. I was young. I was like 21. Oh. <clears throat> 21 or 22. Um, I think. Maybe I might have been a little older. Um, but it was ridiculous. But. I'd already cheated on her, so I didn't care. She was like, it was a bad relationship. I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't a fun one. But she, she, came, to, she came to the comedy show that night with me, you know, after she got back. All right, get your clothes on, this and that. And we went and we left. I don't even remember if I fucked her. Probably not, because I was probably grossed out. But I took her to my comedy show. She wanted to come with me, and she was planning on it. So I got on stage and immediately go into the whole fucking story about my girlfriend going to, uh, you know, spring break and coming back with rug burn. And I, I had, you know, like what, you know, I had like a what's worse. And then I, I put that one out. Like, how would you react to that one? And then I tell the whole story. She was fucking furious. She was so mad. She's like, if you don't fucking believe me, I go, I believe you. But it's funny. It's just a joke. I'm just making, I'm just pretending that you really did fuck somebody on stage. The best thing about <laughs> Facebook, the best bit, pu- bu- thing about Facebook is finding your old babysitter, you know, oh and God. like, uh, I remember this babysitter was just fucking hot, and she's still pretty hot, you know, now she's divorced. Did she touch you? Have a kid. She never touched me, but what she let me do is she let me put my, uh, my head in her crotch, like, like sleep in her crotch, you know what I mean? And then, like, I would move my head around, and she would, like, kind of, like, you know, Grind squeeze my head. Your, yeah. Oh, my and, and it was God. I just remember it was so fucking How hot. old were you? I would probably say 11, 10. Did you okay. sniff okay. a pussy? Did you ever huh? take a Sniff a pussy? He was giving her a fucking forehead and, job. And then, and then, uh, sniff a monkey and then shorts. I, I remember she would just have the blanket over her and, like, be watching TV, and I'd be, like, underneath the blanket just, just doing oh whatever I wanted to. Oh, my God. And then, uh, like, there was this one time, I remember it was, like, the best feeling in the world. I remember I climbed up, put my hands on both sides of her tits, and just, just laid on top of her. So and she great. let you do that? Oh, yeah, it was great. So anyways, I, I found her Wait, on Facebook. That chick is crazy. No. She's a fucking child molester. So, so You're I fu- 10 years old. And I she's sa- making you eat her box. Dude, That's she's fucking hot. It doesn't matter. It's like your bit. It, I <laughs> fucking loved it. It was the greatest thing in the whole okay. entire world. What do you think it is? Do you think that she's just a total attention whore and she just couldn't help I think anybody she was, touch her? I think she was probably 16 or 18. And she was just like, okay, this is great. Wow. But anyways, I found her on Facebook and she's still kind of hot. And she's divorced. So I said, hey, How we should get drinks sometime. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> Where's she living now? Huh? Where's she live? Uh, well, I you shouldn't say it. Delaware. Maryland. You've been to Delaware. I've been to Maryland. Holy so shit! You, you, are you planning on trying to bang this chick? No, but I think that would be kind of hot to bang her. To bang the, the you know, we Your started something sister. thirty Some... years ago. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that would be Ooh. the longest relationship I've ever had. So she would only be like five years older than you. So she'd be like 40, you think? Yeah, she was something like that. So 40. So it's probably still lubing up itself. Yeah. Still still works. Just do it once. Get out it, in and out. See what it's all about. What if you what got if her pregnant? Could you got imagine? her pregnant and then we both molested imagine? our girl with child. No. <laughs> just that's kidding. not funny. I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, you just did what we were talking about earlier. Don't. I'm just kidding. That was shocking. completely. Yeah, I know. How rude. I need to self-evaluate. What if she like fell in love with you? Dude, like, what if she's always been in love with me? I don't know why I did that when you were 11, but now I do know. I know. We were meant to be. I know. Oh, it's so hard. How gross is the when when someone says we were meant to be together and you just want to get the fuck away from them? <laughs> like we, we were meant to be together. You can't see that. 
And you're like, oh my God, do you know how much you annoy me? Do you, you know how much I can't wait to get the fuck away from you? You tell me we're meant to be together? Yeah. Some people just want someone. They, they get so poisoned by music and songs and stories that they want it to work out the way it does in the movies. They want it to be like that. They want it to be some special person in their life. So even if it's not a special connection that you have with some person, they like pretend it is because that's what they've always wanted. They want to be in a fucking Sandra Bullock movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's tough action, man. I can't stop thinking about my babysitter's tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Did you ever play doctor or do any of that creepy shit when you were a child? I had a 21-year-old chick that used to grab my dick when I was 13. Mm. I didn't actually fuck her, but she would make out with me. I would tongue kiss her, mm. and she would grab my dick. Wow. I was, tr- was going to fuck her, but I, tol- I couldn't get it up. I was like totally paranoid and panicked, and... I was like, I couldn't, I didn't know exactly what was going on. Like, I had never even orgasmed before. I never masturbated before, nothing. Right. So I went from nothing to this woman. She was 21. She had tits and an ass. And she was, and she had a, a boyfriend who was a construction worker who was this fucking big manly dude with hairy chest. And he would be doing his fucking construction work bare chested, like in the neighborhood. What? And I was like, this was her boyfriend. And this bitch was a Right. Apparently, anybody could fuck her. All you had to do was ask. Oh, that's nice. And she would just let the whole neighborhood just fucked her. You know, she was just completely insane. And she had me come over when I was like 13. And I was like, there's no way this is really going to happen. She's fucking 21. I'm 13. How is she even living at home? Was, all these thoughts are going through right. my head, right? Next thing you know, she's grabbing my dick and she's sucking my tongue. I'm wow. Like, what the fuck? Damn. I'm like, this crazy bitch wants to fuck me and I'm 13. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. There's a lot of those chicks out there, man. I used to take, me and my friend would take uh, the, all the neighborhood girls. Uh, and there was like four of them. And would line them up and make them all take off their pants, and then would stick like pencils in them and smell them, and and, like, and and my friend was like, he was he was more. You put pencils in their pussies. Yeah, and would do things like that. Like it was like playing doctor or something dude, like that. You're fucking crazy. You know how many you girls know? you must have given Climbing yeast stairs, infections and shit. Oh, dude, pencils totally. in your pussy. Pencils in your pussy. Lead poisoning. What the fuck neighborhood yeah. did you grow fucking up? The in? fucking sexiest neighborhood <laughs> in the whole. Shit. Ent- it was the sexiest neighborhood in the whole entire world. Man. A pencil up your snack. Pencils up your snack. I to fuck my cousin once. He wasn't really my oh. cousin. She was like, a, you know, when your parents are tight with somebody, right, 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 that a fake, type fake of stuff. Cousin. And I found her on Facebook too. And then when she didn't reply back to me, I started thinking about all those times when I used to give her a stabbing when I was like eleven and she was like nine. I would feel her stomach the next morning to see if she was pregnant. I was fucking. You were banging stars. her when you were eleven. I, I would go down to Miami for the summers and. And you were banging her. Well, bang it. You put your dick in your ass and you pump like a cat. You know what I'm saying? So, so you didn't actually get it in there. Who knew at that age? You started okay. sex at 11? Bro, like real sex? 11. Then I had... <laughs> real sex? Then I had... And then I had another girl... Real sex. ...that had hair on her pussy. Whoa. She lived in the Bronx. And I would go up there to spend it with her and her family on the weekends and I'd give her a little fucking maluka. The girl that I uh, told you that had a bunch of abortions, that was also... I was very young. By the time I got older, she had all the abortions. But when I was young, I, I dated her. And this girl, all you had to do is touch her tits. Just touch them. And she would start freaking out and go like this. I don't know what it was. Like, I, and, I, and I thought that like, that would happen with other girls, too. And you touch their tits, and they're like, yeah. Okay, you're touching my tits. Come on, let's keep right. going. Right. You know, but it wasn't the same effect. I'm like, are your tits broken? Like, what's, I'm grabbing your tit. Why aren't you freaking out? Right. <laughs> you know, like, like, it's she would she would like go into like spasms, like oh, 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 just That's touching awesome. her tits. Yeah, Catholic w- school. That's what that shit was. I would get new babysitters, and I thought they were all the same. So like, I would get a new one, and she'd walk in, and I would smack her in the ass. And she'd be like, "What is what is that?" 
<laughs> that happened to me w- with the girl who molested me when when I was twenty when she was uh, twenty one and I was thirteen. I started playing with real girls after that, like my age. Right. And when they're my age, you know, I'm like trying to try to grab their ass or something. They'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. I'm like, I thought we were gonna do it. Boys and girls do. Right. Isn't this what, 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 you know, they didn't want nothing to do with it. They're like, well, you can't just jump right into fingering me, you crazy asshole. Right. <laughs> That's the problem with uh, any early sexual experience. If you're having a sexual experience with someone who's older than you, like, you're just jumping right into the pool. So all, the, all your contemporaries, you know, like, everyone's going to go through this, like, trial and error process. It's normally, you know, 15-year-olds and 16-year-olds and whatever, they just start playing with each other, and then they start fucking, but they're doing it all together. Right. And you just hop right into someone sucking your dick, some crazy bitch that fucks everybody on the block, and you're like, what? So this is what we do? We just start fucking? Right. And we go from nothing to hanging out with this whore? There's funny, the first girl I ever tongue-kissed uh, I found on Facebook recently, and uh, she is the biggest white piece of trash ever, wow. and she's got like 100 kids, and she lives in Florida, and we found a video of her, and she's like, oh, I don't know who's talking about Snoop Dogg, but I don't live, like, it was, and oh she was fat, God. and it was like this dream girl that I think about all the time in my head, like, <sighs> frozen in my head, and now I see her, and I'm like, oh my God, that is so awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when you look back on the the you know the different types of people that you kind of experiment with when you first start dating. Mm-hmm. You know when you're young and you don't even know what the fuck you like, and all of a sudden you catch yourself out with some chick who's just completely nuts. Yeah. Think about how many fucking nutty bitches you dated in your life, Joey Diaz. One that showed up at Rascals Down the Shore. Oh. In between shows, and she weighed 400 pounds. It looks like she had air tanks. She called Rascals the night before. Yeah. Joey, you don't remember me from the sixth grade? Yeah, Marjorie. Oh, fuck yeah. Come on down. That bitch showed up. That bitch was 480. Oh, Tipping the scales at a nickel. And you should have seen me backpedaling. Because oh on the phone, God. I was like, yeah, I'm going to suck your fucking Oh, no. Out. You were saying that? Yeah. Oh, come down. I can't wait to fuck oh, you and all this shit. Well, she didn't tell we you. We should have fucked 10 years ago. But she threw the... When she sh- and and oh here's the funny God. thing. That the black dog guy came to get me. He's like, dog, there's a fine bitch waiting for you at the door. But to a black dude, Marjorie, ah. you know, 480, blonde with a fucking Cadillac, he went bananas. That's hilarious. That's bananas. A, and I went out, and I was like, rascals down the shore off Route 34. Yeah. Down the block from that crazy strip club where they have no air conditioning. Yeah. You know, what's the name of that place? I forget this. That, all, all that shit's gone. Rascals down the shore was the shit. Rascals down the shore was the shit. Th- those were totally different animals than the rascals in West Orange. Yes. Totally different human yes. beings. Rascals West Orange is like a lot of cool people, normal people that worked in the city and commuted and lived in Jersey. And, you know, it was a, a nice neighborhood. Rascals down the shore were fucking savages. They were barbarians. They're a totally different crowd, right? The Shore are savages. They are. The yeah. Jersey Shore. It's funny. We knew about that a long time ago, but now the whole world knows about that. Yeah. Those you ever do those Bob Gonzo gigs down oh, the Jersey please. Shore? Yeah. Did you ever do any of his gigs? He does. A, he has a <laughs> bunch of them left too. He just contacted me on Facebook. Did say he? hello. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, he's booking a few rooms. I was thinking about <clears throat> going to Jersey and doing it. Uh, he does uh, Asbury Park or something. He's oh, got like six rooms. Those were great rooms. Yeah, in the <clears> summer. I did a bunch of his gigs. Fuck yeah. I did all. I did the TV show for him. I did one where he had, there's a guy named Uncle something or another. Uncle Floyd. You know who Uncle Floyd Uncle is? Floyd's comedy something. Uncle Floyd was that this guy had like puppets and shit, and he apparently had a TV show that was like really popular in Jersey. I and, did that show. Yeah, and Uncle Floyd That's, would do stand-up, and yes. I didn't know who the fuck he was. And this Uncle Floyd goes up, and fucking levels the place. And I can't believe this. I can't believe what I'm watching. it. But to them, it's like nostalgia. You know, like they're loving it. They're going crazy. And I'm like, wow, I had no idea this guy was popular. So I had to follow Uncle Floyd, and I was eating dick. 
eating dick on stage following Uncle Floyd. Nobody wanted to hear me. You know, like they had just heard this guy who was like really famous, you know, and I had no idea. Where did you shoot this at? It wasn't yeah. a shot. This wasn't a TV show. This was just doing stand up. Right, in Jersey. Yeah, it wasn't it was shooting. Right over, no, no, but it was right on 68th. It was right over the bridge. Close to the <laughs> I don't city. even remember. That's it was a place that was on the beach. It was a oh, place. Oh, no, no, no. That it was, was a place that was actually on the beach. It was like an outdoor little venue, and it probably sat like maybe a few hundred people. Maybe it was two, three hundred. I don't remember. My, my memory's real shaky from this time. But I remember this guy went up, and I'd never heard of him, but they went nuts when he went on stage. I was like, wow. And then they told me, oh, this is a local New Jersey television show. It was, like, really popular. I'm like, whoa. But it was, like, really clean, too. So after that, that's the worst thing you want, is someone killing when they're clean, and then you go on after them dirty. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Especially if nobody knows you, you just feel like such a sack of shit. There's a really great topic uh, that I started on your forums that just has been becoming popular again in the last two days. And I don't know if you've ever read it. It's called The Story of Haley Riley. And uh, I just retweeted it on my Twitter at Red Band. But it's uh, about this girl that I used to be really good friends with that I met, met on the Internet. And every time I, was, uh, I would talk to her on the phone, she would send me pictures. She was fucking gorgeous. And one time in Arizona, she, we were talking, and she wanted to meet me, but uh, she, she acted really weird and wouldn't come see me and stuff like that. And she said she has a secret or something like that. Whatever. It was kind of fucking weird. So I stopped kind of talking to her after that because it was kind of creepy. Anyways, uh, I uh, lately got an email from a guy, and he goes, you know, he's asking me if I knew, the, knew her. And what I thought about her and stuff like that. And there's this long email and there's this whole backstory of this thing on your forums. On, so check it out. But uh, <clears throat> turns out this girl was just like a huge, crazy fat girl, you know, and she just made up uh, a fake personality, a fake name. She stole somebody's identity, like took all their photos from like a MySpace or a Facebook. And she's been doing this for about 10 years. Wow. And, and uh this guy flew down, got a hotel, fucking spent all this money, then met the girl, and she was completely different from what she is. And oh and God. now there's photos of what the per- real person looks so like. So this guy took this photo and took, like, the whole story and made, like, an article about it? No, he, me and him just emailed back and forth. He started sharing photos. We started talking. I have the whole How thing. How did he know that you knew about her? Because uh, I think back in the day, I, uh, somewhere, like, in Live Journal or something like that, uh, I had my my old website on there connected to her somehow and he was just asking if I ever knew her if I still talked to her and he was just trying to know that he wasn't some fat guy pretending to be some guy because she's (laughs) totally but she she sent me like he started sending me like photos and we figured it out and everything out and I tried to confront Haley and and, you know she wouldn't respond anyways that was two years ago right and now there's a new victim thread on the message board is called what it's called the story of Haley Riley, and it's on the front page of the H-A-L-E-Y. message. H a l e y. H a i l e y. Last name is R e i l e y. Okay. And it's on if my Twitter. If you go to forum.joerogan.net, it's in the shit talking one hundred and one. Yeah, forum. I posted it on my Twitter too, Red Band. Wow, that's but, interesting. Could you imagine being that person? That's yeah. got to be a weird fantasy world. Some new guy though is emailing me. Like it just How is happened that different again. than playing The Sims. How's that different than playing World World of Warcraft? And what's the point? She's playing World of Warcraft. Yeah. What's the point? She's she pretending. Look, well, you're not a fucking wizard, okay? I know. She's not a hot chick, but she's pretending, and she's having a good goddamn time. Mm-hmm. She's running around just scamming dudes and getting them to fly in and visit her, and she's she's probably crazy. So weird though, because your forum members, <laughs> your forum members have been saying, "Oh, I got the same thing happened to me." Oh wow. Uh, and there's like three different side stories now, of, completely of the same topic. Wow. That's kind of cool. I'm, yeah. I, I think it's kind of interesting. You yeah. Know? 
craziness. I mean, she's not hurting anybody. She's not asking for money. Except for the guy that's uh, flying out and spending money on broken oh, promises. Yeah. And you know what? If you well, play that fucking game, you yeah. should get busted anyway. I got, did, yeah. did I ever tell you this, silly fuck. this is a crazy yeah. story? That's you're kind supposed of, to fly her yeah, out. Yeah, you're supposed to fly her out. So I, if he played <laughs> ticket, he's a fucking stiff anyway. Yeah, I totally, he made a bad move. Rook takes pawn. I totally forgot about a story that I've never told you. And I, it's the only time I've ever fucked a fat chick. Uh, same thing happened the to me. The only time? Yeah, only time. Like You've a real, only fucked one fat chick. Like a real one. You know, not like a, like a little chunky. I'm How talking many about like fat chicks you cooked? I don't like fat chicks. It was... Make me fucking nervous. It was when <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't even like when they're around giggling and shit. I'm even scared to hug them. When AOL first came out, they used to have profiles, kind of like Facebooks back in the days, and you would chat right, to people right, and right. stuff like that. This girl had a fake, all these fake photos of. Actually, it wasn't fake. It was when she lost a lot of weight or something like that, and then she gained back maybe a hundred pounds or something. Oh. And uh, she wanted to get laid. She lived near me. We used to private chat all the time. Uh, so I was like, one day I got really horny, and I was like, fuck, you know what? Let's meet, and I'll pick you up, come back to my place, drink, and, and fuck. And she's like, oh, yeah, let's do it. So anyways, I come to her, oh. soror- her sorority house. I come there, and I'm like, uh, I see this big group of girls, and I see this th- this hot girl, and I'm like, oh, there she is. And then that that whole girl got blocked like an eclipse of this fat girl that came into my vision, like, and, like stepped in front of the girl, and it was her. And she was like a blonde chick, probably about 180 maybe, or 200 maybe i mean she was wow. big and how tall uh like five four five <sighs> uh, it was big but her face was cute type thing and i was so like i remember driving back to my place i'm like this is bullshit what do i do do i just stop the car do that why do i even let her in the car so anyways i got drunk and i fucked her and then i took her right home and i <sighs> deleted her i <sighs> never talked to her again and, but you know what? It was some of How the best. Rude. It was some of the best pussy ever, though. <laughs> it was so fucking juicy. There's a chick at Weight Watchers now that's got five nine. She's about one ninety. Yeah, this bitch is banging, and I feel like going up to her. I feel like going up to her and going, "What the fuck you want to lose weight for? Look at that ass, you know? Look at that fucking monster of a monster that you have." She's in there counting points. It's a waste of fucking time. This chick's pretty hot, man. Some dudes love a thick girl. Some some dudes just love it. They do not like fit it, girls. It Dog, felt good. you go to that fucking Russian weed store on Sunset across from Rock and Roll Rouse, and you look at that behemoth of a chick, and you come out and tell me <laughs> that you wouldn't fuck this chick to death. How big is she? Girl. She's hotter than hot, and this bitch, everybody who goes in there walks out of there mummified because you can't believe you want to fuck little milkshake. And how fat? 50 pounds overweight? Yep, big fat tits, <laughs> Russian. Her name is Natasha, uh, and she's got something big blue dirty eyes. Dirty about Russian bro, bros. but this chick just throws heat from the fucking. What is it about Russian bros? It's like a hardness. Yeah, that's like extra dirty, but you don't want to go to sleep. They need to be you taught up a with a fucking scar where your kidney used to be. <laughs> you know, there's something hot well, about that. Really they need to be taught a lesson. You know, yeah. I've waited online. I've seen how the guys look at the guys with chicks, guys with the handsome guys, check her out like. You know, man, I would fuck Just this tell shit. she's dirty. But you could tell she's hot. She's young, 22. Big 22 fucking. and big. Catch her now. Yeah, Catch her now before it all goes but south. But she looks like one of those girls that's just big bone, but she'll take you for the ride of her fucking life. <laughs> that ass is good when you're eating that ass from behind and shit. <laughs> and now, for a word Wait from a your sponsor. 60 pounds overweight and you're eating her ass? 50. Hey, bro, sometimes that ass is good. They're eating cake and uh, shit. They're eating, they're eating cake and Carvel and Dairy Queen. That ass is good. It's yummy for your tummy. I've never been a... You know what? I never fucked a chick fat when I was drunk or nothing like that. But I think I had like a girlfriend once that was going on the heavy side. I'd give her a stab. What are you doing? That's going off you know, headphones. The um, 
the, the, the fattest girl I ever fucked was probably about 170. About 160. What do you do? You guys weigh them before you bring them in? So you guys take them to Ralph's and weigh Well, them I was probably about 170 at the time. So you know. I looked at it. I'm like, this bitch weighs about what I weigh. Because yeah. she's like shorter than me, but thick. It's, it's unfortunate. You know, it's a very sad thing when you see a, a girl who like could be so hot. Yeah. But she's just got some weird food thing going on. You yeah. know? Maybe it's in her DNA to be thick. Um, this girl would go back and chick. forth. There's a difference between a thick forth. chick and a fat chick. There's a big difference. But this girl would like to. Thick. She would. She would have these weird eating things. She'd go on these weird eating. Like things. Beyonce, she's thick. But you yes. can tell a, a, a white burger yeah. castle could fuck the world up. <clears throat> could get her a little. She too could, big. Yeah, she goes. Yeah, on but a right now tight. she's perfect. Oh, she's, right now she's, she's perfect. You know what it is? She's got that one foot up in the air and she's balancing. But as long as she's balancing, god damn. Yeah. That's that's the perfect shape, like Beyonce body. Yeah, she's. she's that's what dudes like. You know who likes? Uh, I don't get that whole skinny obsession. The, the girls in Hollywood with this fucking the, the, the stick figure body. What is that? Is that girls doing it for girls? What it, what it, what is that it's really the fashion industry? Is that what it is? It's totally the fashion it's industry. It's, it's the magazine sheep, industry. It's yeah. all that. That they look better in those kind of clothes? Yeah. But they don't realize they don't. They don't look better to us, right? It's getting hot in this motherfucker. Hot in here. <laughs> My whole last air conditioning you, unit is crashed. You grill a, a skinny, skinny, skinny girl a good stabbing. Was that pussy good or were you hitting uteruses Ugh. and bones and shit? <laughs> Cartilage. And a little pussy small. Tendons and they always things. got that big bone in front of the, the noodle. Oh. Like that mountain. Noodle. They're so skinny. So oh. sometimes you're eating a noodle and you bang like a fucking... It's like somebody hits you in the fucking teeth like because <laughs> that fucking bone is right there. I want a woman with some fucking meat down there, dog. Tell me the truth. Seriously. You should start a website what? showing your balls dropping as you're losing weight. Showing what your balls look like. People don't want to see that. They do want to see that. I was just discussing this with you because I know you have a a certain interest in my balls. I'm on the new homeless investment on my balls. I'm on the new homeless diet. I'm I'm trying to lose 35 pounds, and I'm not shaving till I do because I fucking hate facial hair so much. So it's making me want to fucking do it quick. I've I've never met anybody like you who goes so far down, you lose all the weight, and then you gain it right back. Yeah. As soon as you start dating a chick. Screw well, it. it's because like, we go out to eat so fucking much. I haven't dated someone that likes to cook. You know, it seems like I date all Is these... that what it is? Yeah, is totally. It just, you just, it's, oh, it's a food thing. It's a fi- it's, food. I eat out every night. Do you get, just get crazy and just gorge? No, I just, you know, it's just it's just normal. I just, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, I mean, but I've lost 14 pounds in a but week and a half. But you like being skinny, right? Huh? You get to be skinny, you like yeah. it, right? Yeah, my metabolism's st- jacked, man. Why don't you just start working out hard? Just just I one do. hour. Make one hour like weightlifting. Yeah. When you weightlift, man, you burn off so many calories. Just you don't have to like lift heavy. Just get like twenty five pound dumbbells and do I like get a bunch kettlebell. of cleans and kettlebells are great. Yeah, I want to get a kettlebell. Twenty five pound kettlebells, all you need, dude. I do this one crazy cardio workout. It's a DVD that I do with just one thirty five pound kettlebell. It seems like how, how's that even gonna get you tired? Right, dude. It gets your heart is flying. It's your heart's like one hundred eighty six, one hundred ninety beats a minute, and like. <laughs> It takes forever to recover. It's fucking hard, man. It's a brutal, brutal workout. One little kettlebell. It's moving your whole body, making your whole body work. You do something like that, dude, you can eat whatever the fuck you want. You know what's crazy is that resveratrol or whatever I've yeah. been taking for the last three weeks, that shit has destroyed my uh, appetite. Like really? I, I get full so fast now, or, in, or I don't even feel hungry. Were you sure that's resveratrol? Or, I mean, it you're going seems through like a it. bunch of different changes in your personal Abs- life. Absolutely. But, absolutely. But that was one of the things my dad told me that it did for him. So Kill I'm like, oh. Really? Yeah, but now it's like I really have a hard time trying to eat right now. It's what? ridiculous. Like, I would be halfway well, through a dude, salad, and I'd be like, oh, right shit. Right after we're going, we're going with Joey Diaz. Like a pussy makes you Italian. brave. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> the Italian uh, deli. 
in place of the sausage and pepper subs. Oh, like shit, Like a pussy son. make it brave, dog. It makes dieting easy. Like a pussy. You're hanging on to Bill Burr's comb like it's your beard. Ew, why are you touching that? It's There's Bill Burr's white comb. things in it. <laughs> Bill Burr is so old school, he carries a comb in his pocket. Show it to the camera, Joey. Bill Burr, show that comb to the camera. Yeah, man. I oh, you got it. oh, you got it. Bill Burr, so old school, he carries a comb in his pocket. And, he and when he was it. here, he left it. So we're just going to leave it here out of respect. Yeah. Till Bill Burr returns, we're just going to leave it on his spot. That's his seat. I won't let anybody hey, take Joey, it. Hey, Joey, smell it and tell me what it smells like. Fuck that shit. It smells like redhead. It smells like red little nubbies and shit. Did you guys hear about that Foxcom shit, that company that's the, uh, we talked about it several times in the past? This is the company that they make iPhones and their employees are killing themselves and shit. Right. Well, they put up uh, suicide nets now. So uh, thank God that uh, if can you imagine just being somebody that's like, hey, I'm going to get a job at Foxconn, you know, and then you're like, like touring the job during your job interview. And they're like, you're like, what's that? And they're like, oh, that's the suicide net. Why would you be like, oh, fuck, I don't think I want to work here. Suicide <laughs> nets are the shit. You can, you can just commit suicide, but you get a free pass. Yeah. A free shot. Imagine you jump, you're like, fuck it. Yeah, shit, I should have done this. Oh, net. Yeah. Uh, I think it might be fun. That might be, uh, what if everyone just starts trying to dive Yeah, for, diving for, for fun. If you're working in a place that sucks that bad that so many people are killing themselves, they have to have nets up. Right. Chances are jumping in those nets would be fun as shit. Yeah. Anyways, they're about to open another company, uh, another uh, location. Really? Yeah, for 300000 Well, you know, we talked about this before. You can't get a fucking iPhone for 200 bucks if you're paying the people to work for you. Yeah, you just can't. You got to get slave labor. You got to get people to work for fucking bowls of rice for sixteen dollar, you know, sixteen hour days. And isn't the iPhone in most electronics made by precious metals or like the, the you know, like the minerals? Minerals, yeah. you precious know, like minerals. where people are shot daily for these, you know. Well, all this shit that's going on in Afghanistan, right? A lot of what they're going to get out of the ground there is shit to make an iPhone. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it is. It's a fucking incredible. Find a trillion dollars worth of minerals. They're like, we just found it. We didn't even know yeah. it was there. Meanwhile, they said the Soviet Union discovered this shit 30 years ago. Yeah. They just couldn't figure out how to get it out and couldn't figure out how to fucking control the region. Yeah. You know, who, who, why the f- what the fuck are we doing? Joe Diaz, give us your wisdom. What the fuck are we doing having wars in 2010? Why do people t- still tolerate it? Because the heroin's kicking over there in Afghanistan. It's, it's got to have something to do with the heroin, got right? got to do what you got to fucking do. It hasn't stopped. This war hasn't stopped and it ain't going to stop. People think that it's ridiculous to think that heroin has something to do with this war. But all you need to know, and these are real facts, is that over 90% of the world's heroin is grown in Afghanistan. Over 90%. Where's the other 10%? That where the fuck is that money going? Is it going to warlords? Because if it is, where's their private jets, okay? Where's the warlord? How come the warlord isn't living like the fucking Sultan of Brunei? You know, why? Where, where are they? How come they don't have that money? Maybe they do. They don't. don't. They don't. It's not like Mexico. It's not like where Mexico. Where is that heroin money going? That 90%. shit's coming straight to America, son. That shit's being flown in. Barry Seals in the fucking New World Order. They're all flying that shit in and propeller planes. Barry Seal. Look Barry Seal up. Educate these motherfuckers. Didn't he do Barry like Seal was the guy who got killed. He was yeah. bringing in drugs from South America. Guy got murdered while he was going to testify, and he had Bush's phone number in his pocket. Barry, Barry Seal was the definitive case. He was connected to every single like big-time drug dealer, Pablo Escobar, all those guys, everybody in South America this guy was connected to. 
and he got busted. In Mena, Arkansas, they dropped a, uh, a package off. What they used to do is they would fly in. He would fly in from South America on his little propeller plane, fly into Arkansas, drop <coughs> the package off um, in, by, paras- uh, by um, parachute, get out of the plane, and then the guys would go at the drop spot and pick up the parachute. They'd you know, show up in a fucking pickup truck or whatever they use. Well, some kids were fucking around in the woods, and these kids spotted the parachute drop. And when they went to go pick up the package, they saw these kids there. So they killed the kids, and they took the kids' bodies, and they laid them on the tracks. And what? Went, yeah, and the uh, autopsy came back, said that the kids were high, and they fell asleep on the tracks. So the parents said, that's ridiculous. My, my, my children didn't do drugs. I don't believe you. So the parents paid for their own autopsies, and their own autopsies concluded that the kids were murdered, that they were stabbed. They found stab wounds on the body. So the parents like started trying to figure out what the fuck went wrong, and they started figuring out who landed planes and what happened, and blah 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 blah. And then they busted this guy Barry Seals, and Barry Seals was a fucking employee of the CIA who had been flying drugs into this country for decades. decades yeah. And he said that that's just what they do. That's what they've always done. There's money out there to be made, and they know it, and they make it. And you're talking about the same people that are willing to start wars. They're st- willing to do that whole Gulf of Tonkin thing where we went to the Vietnam War, war under false pretenses and false flag attacks just in order to p- make sure that we're involved in disputes with other countries. And one of the things they do when we're involved with disputes with other countries is they jack their natural resources. And one of their natural resources are drugs. And when you don't think that Afghanistan is a fucking gigantic money hole for those evil scumbags that are willing to do shit like that? There's so much money there. How do you, what the fuck do you do when there's 90% of the world's anything in one spot that's worth Billions of dollars. Billions. 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 But it's a ridiculous thing. If you say it, you're a nut. If you start saying part of the reason why we're in Afghanistan is because someone's making money off drugs, that's, th- th- that's definitely got to be something to do with it. People think you're crazy. It's not the whole reason we're there. But if you don't think it plays a part, you don't think it has a say. What do you think? Who's making money during the war? You got to finance that fucking war. Yeah. What do you think finances this shit, you know? Well, you know, the whole thing that happened uh, during the uh, Reagan administration with uh, the Contras, you know, and uh, when the, that Michael Rupert guy busted the CIA selling drugs in the Los Angeles ghettos, you know, all that stuff, is that's just standard operational procedure. It just takes a while for it to pop out and get into the news sometimes, you know. What the fuck? Did you see Ari Shafir on uh, TMZ today? Yeah, I Dude, saw that's it. great. I was there. That was a fun time. But uh, he, uh, him and... Uh, what is it, Roddy Roddy Piper? Uh, got uh, Roddy Roddy Piper beat him up on stage. Yeah, and people were um, thinking that he really was a racist, yeah. which is a big problem with that character he does. People don't know that it's an act. You know yeah. that, that he's just trying to get people's reactions and just be a nut and see have people react to this fake racist character so they get angry at him. But he's not really racist, right? Well, he kind of is, like everyone else. What are you just kidding. fucking <laughs> saying, boy? Ari's not a racist at no, all. No, I think no, Ari's no. a very open-minded and objective yes, person. So it's kind of funny that Ari would be playing this character, the amazing racist. Because it was yeah. a joke. It was a know, joke was for a joke. National Lampoon. It should have moved on, but... Do you think you he should have moved on? I think he should have moved on. I've told him many times. I don't I know. I, you know. What have you told him, Brian? What do you say? Well, I just think the character's done. That was a, you know, the whole idea of the character's done, and you don't want to really be known for that. Well, if the character... I would have kept doing videos as the character with new ideas, but I really? Would, you know what I'm saying? I think you keep going. I, I think at a certain point in time, it's like how many stereotypes are you going to explain? It's a, it's you know? a joke. That, right. you know, joke. You already man. did the joke. Right. You know, you, there's no reason to keep on doing the same joke over and over again. Do I think, think he's going to do a Jewish one and be done. Do you think it's just because he had too much success with it and he just got caught up in it? Probably. wanted to keep Probably. it going? Absolutely. Yeah, that's but, I mean, one of the most successful things that he's done. You know, that yeah, National Lampoon but, thing but is pretty famous. I, you don't see me still making Carlos Mencia videos. 
Um, you know? Okay. You know, like that's that was probably my most successful video I've done. But Kitty I don't. Kitty Fart Cup. Yeah, Kitty Fart Cup is absolutely the best Kitty video I've fart ever done. Cup. That's actually what all the girls like too. The it's Kitty hilarious. Fart Cup stuff. It's hilarious when the cat reacts to your fart. I don't know. There's one. You see the one where I did did Lindsay Lohan. Yes, I saw <laughs> that too. That was pretty ridiculous. Yeah. What, so now, what happened with Lindsay Lohan? Because I drink that kombucha shit, and everybody's saying that Lindsay Lohan uh, lied, and she said that her bracelet went off because she was uh, drinking that kombucha, and that kombucha has a, a level of alcohol in there's it. There's something going on with that because uh, it was pulled off the shelves off of Whole Foods, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, there's some questioning about the alcohol content yes, of them. that it's less than one-half of a percent. Right. You don't have to mark it, but if it's more than one-half of a percent, you have to mark it, and saying it's more right so she was wearing one of the scam bracelets right and it went off and supposedly that's what made it go off now i don't know if that's true or not but you know they say that you're not even supposed to have any kombucha if you're an alcoholic you're not supposed to drink that shit it even tastes like alcohol you know it does you know i was rolling uh i did jujitsu after i drank one and this dude said did you have a beer before you went to jujitsu i said no drinking kombucha it's all healthy and shit right but I mean, maybe it has this little tiny bit of alcohol in it, but I've never gotten drunk off it or even felt a buzz. But I'll tell you one thing, man. It's pumped my fucking immune system up through the roof. Yeah. I don't get sick anymore. How many do you have a day? One? At least two. Wow. Yeah, I drink like two a day. That's I drink crazy. them all, all the time. I love them. I fucking, I think they're delicious. Do you like the regular the best? I like the regular. That's my favorite. Yeah, I'm not a big fan so. of that that other one. No, the grape one, too strong. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the Gingerade, the Gingerade, I like. It's kind of like strong. It. It's got a, a kick to it, but the regular one's fantastic. But I'm telling you, man, all this travel I do, I was getting sick all the time. It was like every couple months I was battling, and I'm still working out. Right. I'm still training. I'm, I'm working out as hard as I've ever worked out, and I'm not getting sick. It's crazy, and I think it has to do with the probiotics. Staying really regular with your vitamins, that's very important, but it's also maintaining a healthy bacteria level in your body. Mm-hmm. Acidophilus and probiotic drinks. On the road, I take the acidophilus with me, and I just you know take that, and when I'm at home, I drink those fucking drinks, and I'm not getting sick. It's crazy. Yeah, You're exposed to so many different varieties of germs and bullshit when you're on the road. Plus, I'm way more careful now about like, washing my hands before I eat. And smoking like weed that. with fucking strangers that are creepy looking. What about the germs that got into fucking... Uh, uh, Fedor this weekend. Let's oh, talk yeah, about let's that. Let's talk about Fedor. Started, Jack, hey, this is saying? this is the bottom line. This Fedor had never fought a guy who's got a guard like Verdum. And who's he training with? He's not training with anybody like Verdum. Verdum is top of the food chain, Abu Dhabi champion, and he's a big man. He's like six foot three, six four. He's a big fucking dude, and he's good. His guard is nasty. He's got one of the best cards in the world. You try getting sloppy with grounded pound, you leave arms in there. He's gonna snatch those arms up quick, and he's got a tight game. And the beginning of the round, Fedor wasn't slippery yet. You know, no one's sweaty. They're just barely broken a sweat. So he's got like a nice grip on him, man. And you know, we're due, man. You let him catch you in, in you in a, a technique battle. You you battle his guard from you know from you know when you're on top and you leave an arm in there. He's gonna fuck you up, man. Because as you go to defend, he set him up, man. And you know, it was really beautiful to watch what he did. He attacked the arm, and as Fedor's defending the arm, he's got to pull the arm back. So as he's defending the arm, pulls the arm back, that's when he slaps the triangle on. It's like he just put him in a classic Brazilian jiu-jitsu chain of submissions. He went one, you defend this, he goes to that, and as you defend the triangle, you expose the arm. As you protect the arm, the triangle gets locked deeper. Bang, bang, bang. It was beautiful, man. It was beautiful. Look, Fedor is a bad motherfucker. He's really like a guy who could fight at 205, easy and he's fighting at heavyweight knocking guys out you know he's only six feet tall he's not a big guy some people say he's actually only 5'11 
He's not a big guy, but he's incredibly talented and incredibly inspirational. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a dude that makes people, you know, like excited. You know, they love the way he carries himself, even the way he handled the loss, man. Do you hear what he said? Afterwards, they said, how do you feel? And he says, I feel nothing. He goes, because you, you, uh, you, you can't stand it. Yeah. Stand, yeah. yeah, you have to, uh, people who don't fall don't know what it's like to stand. When was his last fight, like main fight before that? Wasn't it like seven years ago or something ridiculous? No, no, or no, What no, are people no, no. saying he about that? You no, know, he beat Brett Rogers less than, uh, shit, it was only a few months ago. Yeah, less than probably. Did he beat him good? Months. Yeah, he blasted him, knocked him out. But right after he beat him, Alistar Overeem beat the fuck out of Brett Rogers. Alistar Overeem owned Brett Rogers. He the way he did it, man, was so precise on the feet, just high level fucking Muay Thai, D- slipping the punch and the shin slams into the meat of the leg. You could see like right away. Brett Rogers was like, oh fuck, like you could see right away. He was in. Way, 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 way over his head. And then Alistar got Brett Rogers on the ground and fucking pummeled him. It was, it was a ridiculously one-sided fight. What kind of party is Dana White having this weekend? He's having a big party. Yeah. Dana White is having a, a fucking laugh your ass off. I just saved $30 million <laughs> party. Because now Fedor, unfortunately, really does become irrelevant. Right. Because part of what made him exciting was the fact that he was this undefeated guy who seemed to be uh, superhuman and destroys Tim Sylvia, destroys Andre Olavsky. He's like, there's an aura about him. Some of the aura was uh, eroded slightly by the Brett Rogers fight because Brett Rogers got him down, got him down was ground and pounded him, was connecting with big shots. And you looked at it and you're like, what if Brock got him in that spot? If Brock got, Brock ain't Brett Rogers, bro. Brock gets you in that spot, A, you're not getting up. B, you're going to eat some giant cinder block fucking canned ham fists. Wait. This weekend's going to be crazy. Well, let me tell you something. So, I, I, so anyway, that, that, that eroded <laughs> people's confidence in Fedor a little bit. But what eroded my confidence in it is when I saw the way Alistar handled Brett Rogers. I knew Alistar was going to fuck Brett I Rogers up, fuck him up. But I didn't know he was going to do it like that. The way he did it was perfect. I mean, he just he shows how high level his striking is. I mean, he beat Badr Hari, knocked Badr Hari out, who is one of the very best kickboxers in the world. You know, he's he's beaten a lot of dudes. He fucked up Peter Ertz. You know, he he knocks dudes out, man. He's a bad motherfucker in kickboxing with the best in the world. You know, he's hanging with those guys. So when he got in there against, like, an MMA fighter who's just a brawler, he just opened up a can on him. And, you know, Fedor's not a technical striker. He's very explosive and very fast, and, you know, he's good and tough, and his technique is good, but he's not like a guy who could just step into K1 the way Alistar does. And Alistar has a nasty ground game as well, so the transition between the two of them is very smooth. And when he took Brett Rogers down, he just controlled him on the ground and beat the fuck out of him. He really, like, made a mockery over Fedor's win. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it just, I mean, obviously it wasn't the same night. It's not the same circumstances. But the way he beat him, I was like, man, you know, Alistar, to me, is more exciting really right now than Fedor. Alistar is, uh, that's one of the scariest guys in the division. K1 level, high level striking, and nasty Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Won the uh, European Abu Dhabi trials. Submitted Vitor Belfort. You know, he's got a fucking what, sick guillotine, man. What do you think Fedor would have to do to earn back your like, wow, that guy's on top of his game? Like, who would he well, have to fight? Would he have to go to the I, UFC now? Or? Yeah, he'd have to go to the UFC and I, I, or fight Alistar and then yeah. go to the UFC. But uh, and fight Verdum again too. I mean, I'm excited to see him fight anybody. It's not that I'm not a Fedor fan. I, I, I love him, but I think you got to fight the best guys in the world. Mm-hmm. You got to be in the in the heat with the best guys in the world and there's really no shortcuts for that there's no shortcuts for um for training with a guy like Fabricio Verdum there's no shortcuts to to learning how to get out of a guard like that you got to experience it and it's pretty obvious watching that fight that you know he probably hadn't hadn't experienced that kind of shit before 
You know, I mean, he was he's made some critical errors. Mm -hmm. There's a, a beautiful video where um, uh, Henry Gracie and his brother break down what what Fedor did wrong and what Verdum did right. Oh, and wow. Explaining the triangle. That's beautiful. You know, and it's like, you know, people are looking at it and they're like, this is like simple jujitsu. Like he made mistakes. Right. And part of it, he makes mistakes because he's got a very unorthodox style. He throws big haymakers inside the guard. He's been really successful with that. But with a guy like Verdum, you can't do that. He, he's just he's there to catch those little tiny, tiny openings, you know. He put a beating on him, man. You know what it was really exciting about that night, man? Kung Lee is bringing Taekwondo back. Back. Kung Lee. years old. Kung Lee has that fucking step-in turning sidekick. He stands in a southpaw stance with his right leg forward, and he throws a left, like steps forward throwing a left, and dude's back out of the way just of the punch, but a turning sidekick comes behind it. So it's a 360-degree turning sidekick. He stands with his right leg forward, throws the left hand, and as he throws the left hand, he steps forward with the left foot and then spins. So there's so much momentum, man. He's like running at you with that kick and blasts you. He's, he's doing shit with kicks, man, that other people aren't doing, and that's one of them. The way he throws that 360 turning side kick, I don't see anybody else doing that. A few guys do a turning side kick, but I don't th see anybody else doing that 360 like he does it. Hmm. And his kicks are fucking deadly, man. Lo throws a lot of high kicks, too, you know? What do you think for this weekend so far? Carl Williams Woo! and Brock. There's, so, talk less. there's a lot think? of fights I'm excited about on this card. How about Chris Lionel versus Matt, the oh, immortal brown? shit. That the fire, man. That motherfucker. That fight has fight of the night written all over it. Both guys are savages. Brown is a fucking savage, and Chris Lytle don't back down to shit. Chris Lytle, I've never even seen that guy get rocked. I've seen him get busted open and bloody and smashed in the face and, and hit with haymakers, but he always just bounces right back. That dude's chin is made of cement. He's a fucking monster. And him and Matt Brown. Matt Brown is a warrior, dude. That That's guy, a good fucking fight. That guy's strong. His mind is strong, too. He, he presses. He, he stays on dudes and breaks dudes. So him and Lytle is just a guaranteed fucking, guaranteed tons of fun. By the way, mad props to the UFC's new website. That's fucking amazing. You like that? Oh, it's fucking awesome. You don't think it's too much flash? Uh, well, I mean, it's a, one of those fun websites, you know. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's. it's I kind of miss the old one. Yeah. I like. I like the. Uh, I mean, there's not a, like a, a choice to do just the basic like a blog know. or something I like don't that. Know. It's pretty dope though when you oh. do see like the different um, fighters and you like they 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 focus on each frame, yeah, the matchup. It's so they're like big close up pictures and shit. And that is flash, huh? Yeah, it's unfortunate that it's flash, but uh, it's pretty sweet. I like it. They could have done the same thing with HTML5. I'm sure there probably is a way to do that, and that way you could get it on your iPad, right? And on your iPhone, right? Because right now you can't, right? What the fuck? But see, that's UFC? more of just like fun stuff. That's not like informative, right? You know? But that's, still, you that's want kind of that, like DVD extras. Wouldn't you want to be able to get that on your phone? Yeah, I guess it's just not. It's cool to look at pictures and stuff. I guess. Isn't it crazy that porn is what's pushing the transition to HTML5? Did you hear about that? Yeah. yeah. When porn backs something, it's usually pretty legit. You know. So. Isn't that nuts? How the fuck is anybody still making money off porn? Because uh, you know, you know, uh, uh, we've talked about this. Yeah. Tyler Knight. You know Tyler Knight. Mm -hmm. That dude. He's um he's making a transition to uh, becoming an author. He's a really good writer. He wrote some really fucked up shit. If you, I don't know what his blog is, but just look up Tyler Knight blog you'll find it online and tyler's a, a really good writer but he's got some ridiculous stories about porno sets and scenes and he's got a story about failing at a bukkake 
you know, mm-hmm. a, you know, a Bukaki event where it's like literally hundreds of dudes are fucking this chick, and you know he's in line with all these dudes, and he's trying to keep his dick hard, and right. and he gets up and he totally fails, but uh, and he's stepping hilarious. stepping at other dudes' loads. There's loads everywhere. Uh, oh god, it's it's so dark, but it's so well written too. It's just really awesome I, stuff. I would but have it's all true. I would have those. Uh, Cool shoes, those slippers that you throw over <laughs> your shoes. <laughs> How about cleats? Yeah, cleats would be better. Cleats. Some softball oh, yeah, cleats. cleats. Just dig your way through the fucking sticky lows. That's hilarious. What the fuck? But this guy was in the porn business forever, man, and has some great, great stories about the porn business. And now he's uh, just writing, you know. And sh- shit, just stories about the porn business can keep me fascinated for years. That's a crazy business, dude. And he's a, a regular, really cool, nice guy. Do you ever see the uh, Cosby's episode, or the the Cosby's porno? Yeah, yeah. With uh, Thomas Ward. Yeah, Thomas Ward. I yeah. hung out with that dude two weeks ago. Thomas? Yeah. Where was he at? At the comedy store with uh, one of his porn star friends. Really? And uh, she was like, "I need your contacts," and she's all like, all in my face. And I'm like, "Oh, you smell like crack and Doritos." Crack and Doritos and VD. Yeah. Oh, she was. Thomas Ward was a really funny guy, man. Thomas Ward was awesome. another guy that like I always was like, "How come Thomas Ward didn't hit?" How come? How come he didn't make it? Uh, he's loving it now, man. Seems like he's looks like he's living large now. He's doing porn. Yeah, he's winning awards and stuff. I don't think he actually does the porn part, though. Right. He just does like right. acting in porn. Yeah, but he's like winning winning awards, winning porn awards. Yeah. Do those count? They do count. <laughs> Joey, Joey, we lost him. It's two hours in. That's it. My blood sugar's the, down. I'm thinking about con- that sausage sub. The yeah, air conditioning the, 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 is what's yeah. going on. <laughs> my air conditioning is broke in my office. It's being replaced. On Tuesday, so what's today? Wednesday, Tuesday, yeah, tomorrow. Tuesday. Gotta I gotta wait a week. week. Oh, gotta wait a week. Shit. Yeah, they gotta order all the parts and all that shit. So, so there's no air in the out. whole house. No, no, no. The house has air, just not my office. Just this yeah, I just you don't like air. And you open the back window. Yeah, well, fuck. it gets hot as fuck in the valley. That's one of the things I miss about Colorado. It never really got that hot. Yeah, uh, my house in Colorado, no need for air conditioning ever. It's hot. You just open up a window. Beautiful, clean mountain air. Have some fucking tap water. Your tap water is a well. How about that, son? You're drinking water out of a fucking stream that's in the earth. Yeah. Yeah, man. <sighs> so want to move back to Colorado. But Mrs. Rogan's so not down for getting it. another dog eaten by a monster in the woods. That's what chloroform's for. Chloroform? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that's what chloroform's for? <laughs> no, it's not. Wake up. Where are we? You're in California. Dude, you can't live with someone and kidnap them and move them to another state, especially with babies and shit. It's a lot of work. Well, don't do the chlor from right, the baby. He's not going to run. Yeah, Joe Diaz, where, where are you at this too, weekend? You know what what are you doing this weekend? I got a couple shows Friday. Tell people where, where they can see you. Sal's Comedy Motherfucking Hole. Yeah, Sal's Comedy Ooh. Hole is a new place that Ooh. I want to check Ooh. out. Late Improv Where's Friday that? night. I seen those guys last night. It's a new place on night. La Brea. Tell me about this place on La Brea, I Sal's Comedy Hole. I've been there twice, so I don't know. Tell me about it. You've been there twice, though. Where's it It's very avant-garde. It's on La Brea and Melrose. La Brea and Melrose. I guess that's where it is. What are you asking me fucking questions? Because I want to know about it. I've never I been there no before. It's a new idea. place in you L.A. You've got to give him some props. Now I'm fucking tired. Let's go get a sausage and pepper sandwich. Oh, Joey died. He faded on us, ladies and gentlemen. Could you imagine that? Can you imagine if your job, if you could fall asleep after two hours? Dun, dun, dun. So it's a good spot though. Styles Comedy Hall on Friday yeah. night. And then I'm going to the what improv late night. I have no fucking idea. He's gonna call me. Okay, back. so call Styles Comedy Hall. Yeah, I don't even give a fuck. Don't call Styles Comedy Hall. Don't bother me. I'm going to the improv. Well, people want to see you. If someone's in LA and they're looking for some comedy, you're on the late night show at the Improv. Which show? Yeah, the ten o'clock show, or the eleven? Puerto o'clock? Ricans, the ten late, o'clock, right? Yeah, the 10:30 Friday show, ten. Friday. That's the uh, refried beans. Yes. Okay. One. So what time's your spot? 
I have no idea when I get So you're on that show. So yeah. if you want to see some good comedy, yeah, go to the Improv, 10, 10 o'clock show. Absolutely. Friday come night, Joe Diaz will be there. And uh, Brian and I will be uh, we'll be at the uh, Vegas uh, House of Blues on Friday night, me and Sam Tripoli. And um, then on Saturday, uh, we're going to go to the UFC. Saturday is Brock Lesnar. Don't Lesnar's forget to throw work from your sponsor and all yeah. that stuff. So yeah, fucking I can't wait right. for steak. What do you think is going to happen with Shane Carwin and Brock Lesnar? I've been thinking about it. I think Brock Lesnar's going to win this. Brock smash, really? first round, done. Really? First round, huh? Yeah. What do you think? Take him down, pound on him? Pound him to death, and it's going to be stopped. Do you think that uh, Shane Carwin won't be able to stop Brock from taking him down? Yeah, I think Brock's just a monster, and you can't stop when that fist is coming at you, and it's just going to keep on coming, and I think he's just going to get smashed. Brained. Really? Yeah. So, you know, what about the fact that Shane Carwin is literally, I mean, physically, at least on paper, the same size? You know, he weighs the same amount, and he's knocked out it's every single person. It's a different dance, bro. It's a fucking so? different dance. This is a big dance. This is a big fucking you, dance, you know, and Brock has been there before. You know how this is a big fucking dance. Brock bro. is so competitive, and, you know. and he really feels, I bet, too, that he needs to come back yeah, fucking he needs to come blazing. Back. And I think he's just got a lot of time to think about shit and a lot of training to do, and he's just, he's going to he's gonna probably be more ready now than he's ever been in his life, I think. Well, you know, he's not even cutting weight. He's walking around at, like, 265. He's, he's lost weight, but fat. He's like ripped. He's like in really good shape. Yeah. Like his, his mass is thick. It's because now he's on this really uh, vegetable diet and, you know, high in, in fiber and, you know, broccoli and shit like that yeah. to go along with the meat. So he's got this diet that's like a cleaner diet and he watches his food. Like the, the countdown show was pretty interesting when they were talking about him coming back and they started out nights and slow. He worked out. They made sure his heart rate, heart rate didn't go over certain beats per minute. Mm-hmm. And then they slowly built him back because they could see the beast return. You know, and then before you know it, he's fucking 280 pounds again, throwing be, people around. That'd be funny if his tattoo grew, like this, <laughs> <laughs> like ET's flower got dead. You know, but never mind. What if someone actually tattooed a dick on their chest, just like it? No, like a dick, uh, like no question at right, all, right. like a dick. Would they let them fight in the UFC? Like, uh, what if you got no. a guy like Hector Lombard, who's like the uh, Bellator champion, very highly touted middleweight, one of the best in the world? But what if a guy like that level? Decided to come like Gomi. What if Gomi came over to the UFC and he tattooed a dick on his chest? Well, they'll probably make him cover it up a bit. You know? How you make a guy cover it up? They have makeup. They would put some. They away. can't put makeup, makeup on. He's yeah. going to fight, man. This uh, ain't a movie. They would take marker, maybe like permanent marker. Permanent and make, marker. And draw it, make it look like a person's well, face. Well, someone instead. did that um, from the, uh, the Wolf's Lair. What the fuck is his name? Shit. God damn it. Um, you know what would be awesome if a fighter came what's out? What's his name? The English guy. Paul Kelly. Paul Telly's Kelly. He um he had he left the wolf slayer, so he had like marker, and he put a, like a big X across the wolf slayer on his back because he had tattooed the wolf slayer on his back. You know what would be awesome? What a fighter should do? What is they should draw all over their fa- face like like make it look like they passed out at a party? You know, like like have dicks and cocks. You can't just chemicals in your skin. You can get in someone's eye with sweat. You can't do that. Oh. You can't put anything on. You're not even. I mean, that's why. After the GSP BJ Penn fight, the corners aren't even allowed to put Vaseline on. Right, they have to. The, the cut men have to do it, and they control it. Huh. Yeah, it's um. I don't know, man. What if someone did though? What if someone did? But you think that'd be you can't fight? Can Main event it? fight. Main event fight. Big event. Like like a Lesnar Carwin type thing. Like GSP. Right. Like GSP is gonna have this fucking big crazy fight coming up with Josh Koscheck. Right. You know, and as you know, he steps into the octagon. He realized GSP's got a big dick tattooed on his chest. <laughs> a real dick. Vein, a black one, a black dick. <laughs> he just got crazy and decided to give something to, you know, my idea is to distract people. They concentrate on the black dick. <laughs> you know, it's what probably would they do? somewhere in the contract you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, probably. Right. No black dicks in your chest. 
You think so? Yeah, you, there's you probably there's probably something like I that. I could find that out. Why guess? Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I they don't even want to ask them, though, because then Dana White will be looking, why the fuck are you asking me this? they <laughs> 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 be like, are you high? We're going to start testing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's about two hours. So uh, Joey Diaz is uh, starving for a sausage and pepper sandwich. Old school. Like they used to give you in North Bergen. North Bergen, you go down and you get a fucking sausage and pepper. You can't even get that shit. These fucking half a fags, they can't make a goddamn sandwich. I want a fucking sausage and pepper. Real peppers and fucking marinara sauce. Hey, Joe, what, what's this fleshlight thing, Joey Diaz? Oh, the fleshlight? No, no, Joey Diaz. Mom, 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 mom. Yeah, dog, we got to do a word for the fucking sponsor. I've been telling you that we're a half hour Do it in Joey Diaz character. Yeah, we're, we're, this motherfucker, stop fucking your hand. No, this ain't even funny. <laughs> this is the fleshlight. Well, a word for our sponsor. Uh, we got to keep the lights on, ladies and gentlemen. The way we do it is rubber assholes. That's what we do. <laughs> That's what pays. Keep the lights on. It's soft. It's wonderful. It feels good. If you leave it out in the sun, it gets warm. If you, you can, you can, oh. you can um, also uh, it put it in a uh, tub full of hot water. That's a good move, oh, too. Fill the tub out with hot water. Bathtub with that? And then you squirt some lube. Put some lube in there. And then you stick oh. your erect penis dude. in there. And you go like this. Uh I haven't even thought about doing it in the shower. The only problem with the flashlight is as much of a loser as you feel like when you jerk off, you feel like five times more of a loser when you nut into a rubber pussy. You just feel like a fucking yeah. idiot. There's nothing, but it's an outstanding product. It's not like I'm going to stop using it. But you do feel completely ridiculous. Like if somebody caught you beating off, that'd be one thing. But if you know your girl walks in and you're like, uh, yeah. what? You're nutting into a rubber pussy? You're yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the most ridiculous things you could ever get busted doing. Yeah. Fucking a rubber pussy. About, a real doll would probably be way worse, though. Yeah, that would be totally worse. Way worse. Because totally at least this way, you're like, I know it's not a person. Right. I'm just watching porn and beating off. A real doll is really kind of fucking useless when you think about it. Yeah. How dumb do you have to be to really think that you're having no. sex with a I chick? would want one just to drive around with in the car and do practical jokes and stuff like that. That's a good move. But I think cops look now. Because I think people have done shit like that before. I know people have been busted with masks yeah. and stuff. But if you put a fucking seatbelt on that and sunglasses, there's no way that cop's going to know that's fake, you know? If you have tinted windows, for sure, yeah. right? Then yeah. there's no way he's going to know. Yeah. yeah. Put a, put a Make it look like, put a helmet on him and bandages and shit like he's the mummy. Like something yeah. like fucking bad happened to him. Or a schoolgirl. <laughs> like a schoolgirl outfit. You know. No! What? Then the cop's going to investigate. <laughs> you, you're the worst <laughs> criminal of all time. All right, this weekend, Joe Diaz is at uh, South Comedy Hall on Friday night and the 10 p.m. show at the Improv. Don't miss them. It's epic stand-up comedy. It's real stand-up comedy, old school. Joey, we've got to make a fucking CD with you this year. Okay, can we do that? Absolutely. Can we make a CD? Talking Absolutely. Monkey Productions? Absolutely. Put that shit out? Should we do a DVD or a CD? We should do a goddamn DVD. DVD yeah, all right, we're going to do that. Because it, it, it pains me to no end that Joe Diaz does not have and a DVD and a CD It's going to be, even though you got a restraining order, I'm still going to fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, That's the name of my arm right there, Doug. I like it. I like it. We will go with that. Or what else? He decides tomorrow. Even though you don't have a restraining order, I'm still gonna fucking kill you. Let's let's plan this out right On now iTunes. so that people know where we're gonna plan, where we're gonna do this. Gonna, where should we do this? Where gonna, should we do? We're gonna do this somewhere. Far you know what local. we should do? Here's what we should do. We should I, I, when I'm doing a weekend somewhere like a Dallas weekend or Austin or something like that, where I'm doing Friday and Saturday and Sunday. How about we fly in Thursday? Okay, we 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 put it up on Twitter and the internet, and I host it and I bring you up. Let's do it. I bring you up. Fly it up we record, already. We record a DVD. Okay, let's do it. So let's plan on doing that next time. And we're part in of the and part of the, uh, the tub videos going to be on there that we shoot. 
with the tank next week in Burbank. That'll be on. That's what we'll do. We'll, I'll host it and we'll bring you DVD. up and we'll have, you know, you'll do like, do 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Banging out. And we'll have, you know, it'll be fucking perfect. Good we'll get it. We need time. to do that. We've been needing to do that for a long time. Hell so yeah. So if you need to see Joey, eventually you're going to get to see him on DVD. But for That's now, right. go to see him if you're in LA, L, uh, Sal's Comedy Hall, Friday night and uh, the, the improv, improv 10 p.m. show. Um, if you want to see me, House of Blues, Friday, Friday night. night in Vegas. Stay and black, bitch. It's going to be the Fleshlight.com. shit. It's going to be the shit. The House of Blues. is, And the House of Blues, by the way, if you've ever seen me there before and it was chaos, we completely revamped the whole situation. There's no more standing. After we went to see Doug Stanhope, Brian and I went to see Doug Stanhope and uh, Ari went too, and it was so tiring just standing up. Oh, it was awful. It's, it's hard. I did not know it was that hard to watch a show. I figured it was just like st- if I'm standing on stage for an hour and a half, I think it's no big deal to stand and watch, but it's a big deal. It's annoying as fuck, especially because when I'm on stage, I can walk around and move, and it doesn't feel it so... made me yeah. hate the comedy. When you're standing, and w- you have to stand in one spot too, and I kept like moving my arms oh, and stretching, my awful. back started yeah. hurting. Not fun. So I decided after that time, no more standing room shows. We've made one mistake. We did Memphis, that one fucking show in Memphis, which was a disaster, right? There was the fucking half the show was standing, and it was all a bar, and everybody was talking at the top of their voice. And it was just, there was no other venue available in Memphis when we were there, so we took it. But when, the, when we do the House of Blues now, everybody's seated. So it was like they, they had to cut out a few hundred tickets, uh, a few hundred seats, because they used to let people like, a few hundred people stand over by the bar area, but it became a disaster. Everybody would talk and they would yell shit out and they would annoy the fuck out of the people that were sitting. And so now it's sweet. It's nice. Everyone's seated. So that is uh, eight o'clock on Friday. And then after that, if you're around, Steel Panther's at, uh, is at midnight. We're going to go see that too. Steel Panther, the fucking the, the rock show, it's the shit. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be fun, man. The guy is the greatest Ozzy Osbourne impression in the history of the universe. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for uh, tuning into the podcast. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, that's it. We love you, bitches. Later. Redburn.